my shorts. To the Dave Lee Down Under podcast, I'm of course your host Dave Lee. And I'm this, not. He's not. This is episode number fifty-one. Fifty-one. Flick of the thumb. What? Flick of the thumb. Fifty-one. Fair it's enough. Just That's the uh, bingo. Call. That's the bingo call for today. We got to do the glass clink. Let me find. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, let yeah, me find yeah. the sound effect first. Ready? And most important. It's fine. There we go. Hang on. There we go. Oh, how good's that? Ooh. All right. Should do it like a movie punch. Okay, clink, movie. Clink. They clink the glasses three inches away from each other. Oh, yeah. Hey, the podcast goes out on all podcasting platforms. That includes every single Monday. Does it? Yeah. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. The visual element is available to view on YouTube as well, and you can get that on, on the Monday, or if you're a patron supporter, you can get it uh, two days earlier on the Saturday for the two-day early access. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave down under. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, su- support yeah, support the podcast. Cheap. It's cheap. Cheap, 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 cheap. Uh, yeah. It's cheap. It is cheap. Um, yeah, cheap. Head- Tight ass cheap. Yeah. So you can head over there. One dollar. You're calling the patrons tight asses. No, I'm calling you a tight ass. Why is that? Because that's what Alicia says you are. True. Hey, one dollar a month. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee down under. Uh, we have migrated the video podcasts over to a second YouTube channel. If you're there, you're watching it. Hit the subscribe. We've got to get the subs up. We're nearly there. We're so close to like the uh, watch hours. Yeah, how far off? Like maybe like 500 minutes or something, or 500 hours or whatever it is. Can't tell you to sit there and just leave it running when you're not watching it. No, I can't tell you to do that. It's against YouTube's terms of services. I can't tell you to do that. Um, But yeah, get that up. And we've got to get the subs up. That's the big one. Get those subscribers up. Hit sub. Tell your friends. Sub, sub, sub. Tell your friends to sub. Um, you can find me on YouTube, of course, the standard, my standard channel, Dave Lee Down Under. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. I've got links down in the descriptions uh, down below. If you want to write on the show, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. Send me an email. Uh, if you listen to podcast platforms, please leave a review. Please leave a review and a rating. Just good ratings. Just the good ones. It can be a shit review, but just good ratings. Make sure the rating's good because we like them, they help. Yeah. Uh, of course, I'm good joined... Good reviews are good too. Yeah. I'm joined, as always, by old mate Rick. How are you, Dave? I'm right. How are you? Oh, you know. One of those days. One of those weeks, really. It's been one of those weeks, yeah. Yeah. Lockdown and protests yeah. and all those sorts of things going on. There we go. It's been a very interesting week. Very, we will address, we'll very briefly address some of the stuff that's been going on. Because mm. I'm sure our uh, followers have been seeing it on the news. Melbourne's been making the news really like, Across the world crazy. too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, and I, I guess particularly our, our overseas supporters probably been seeing and going, what is going on? Uh, well, firstly, we, um, we had an earthquake. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not in an earthquake zone here in Melbourne, no. but 
um, we're sort of we're sort of right in the middle of a of a tectonic plate, yeah. so we know we're near the mm. fault lines. Mm. And they say that um, when we get an earthquake, we feel it for a long from a long way away because mm. we're in such a hard crust we're on. Yeah, and it creates a whole lot to move. Yeah, and the earthquake was the centre was at what hundred about one hundred and twenty k away from here. Yeah, something like that. And the house was rocking and rolling. Yeah, well, our <laughs> friends over the across the pond in New Zealand get new, new earthquakes all the time. Yeah, uh, pretty, some, bad ones. some pretty horrible ones. Um, and so our pals over there are quite used to them, um, but we it's very rare to get them here. Uh, we felt maybe a couple before. Uh, this one is the highest that's on on record. Yeah, I think I'm not sure if that was Melbourne or I think Australia the highest on record. Um, well, I'm not sure because Newcastle had a big one that dropped a few buildings uh, and stuff a few oh, years ago. Yeah. But I'm not sure what that was. So, um, yeah, it was what? I think they downgraded to a 5.6 or something. 5.8. Oh, yeah, it was initially 6.6, 6, they were yeah. saying, and then it went to 6 and then 5.8. But there's been like a bunch of um, tremors and stuff people have yeah. been feeling. There's been 12 already or 9 or 12 or something mm. already, and they reckon they could go for months. Well, we sort of um, – we had that – well, the main one. Yeah, that's what and one that we about, felt. It was about quarter past nine in the morning and then mm. in the afternoon I heard a bit of a rumble and mm. it didn't really feel anything and I don't know whether that was one of the tremors or not. I, I, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, the, what do they call them? Aftershocks. Aftershocks, yeah. Mm, so that was quite interesting. So yes. Sitting there and the whole couch started shaking. I'm thinking, what the hell? Mm. And we're, where we are, we're sort of on, on a hill and when the wind blows up the hill, yeah. It uh, hits the house and you can hear the, feel the house move, shake a little mm. bit. And I thought it was just the wind. And I looked outside, I could see outside, no wind, no trees were moving. Mm. And I thought, oh, shit, it's not the wind. Well, what, the, what is it? We're also <laughs> on a very busy road as well. And you occasionally get big trucks going up the hill mm. that shake the house and make a big roar. So that's usually the first thought is like, oh, it's a truck. I was in my little room editing away. And if anyone's seen videos I've done from in there, whether it's a live stream or pictures or anything I put up, I'm next to my bookshelf. So mm. just filled with well, books and um, like loose, like getting little pop vinyls pop and, shit. and shit. Yeah. And the room starts shaking a little bit. Thinking, what is that? And then it just got more, more and more violent. It lasted twenty or thirty seconds, I think, twenty-five seconds or something. Mm. Uh, just got more violent. It got more rocky. You started to hear the the walls going cracking. And I thought, fuck, everything's about to fall down. First thought is terrorist attack. In in this climate, um, but as we'll talk about in a minute, we've had some pretty crazy fucking Shit serious on. riots happening in the city. Um, and your first thought is, what have they done? Uh, fucking blown up something. Uh, well, the chief commissioner, chief one of one of the police commissioners was on, did an interview, and he was like, yeah, I was in the building, like one of the police headquarters buildings, like level nine or something. He's like, first thought is, someone's bombed the building. Yeah. Get out. Wouldn't um, be the first time it's happened in Melbourne, a police no, exactly. building being bombed. Well, yeah. So that's the first thought. Also, we've had this thing where we've just um, – uh, geez, is the third thing Melbourne's been in the, or Australia's been in the news for recently. We've just signed up to like this massive pact with the US and the UK to build nuclear submarines. Yeah, nuclear-powered. Uh, nuclear-powered submarines because of the threats uh, or it's the looming threats from, from – from Asia mm. area, yep. um, and that's the next thought is like, fuck, have they retaliated? What's happening? So you kind of sit there for five or ten seconds like waiting for you know, what you see on those old movies where they drop like the fucking the atom bomb <laughs> and you've got the big like explode, the big, like, wave. The, the big wave goes through. I'm <laughs> like, okay, brace yourself. You're going to get hit by that wave. Uh, but then you realise, nah, shit, it's a fucking earthquake. 
I see none of that went through my mind. First, <laughs> first thought for me was it was a gust of wind. Yeah, because you you know what it's like when, yeah. when we get hit with a heavy like a strong mm. gust of wind, because we're in a we're not in a brick house, we're in a timber yeah. house. It, it the house moves mm-hmm. and shakes. That's my that was my first thought. Mm. And then I looked outside. No, no trees were moving, but the house was still moving. I thought, shit, earthquake. Mm. I didn't think any of that other shit. Yeah, it was just earthquake for me. Because no, he said so. It's so. Unnormal for me, and I've spoken to a lot of people whose first thought was terrorist attack. Really? Yeah, and I've heard a lot. Of, I saw a lot of people in the news. I witnessed things. People are like, "Yeah, your first thought now is terrorist attack." Um, so my mind, in the space of probably about five or six seconds, has gone. <laughs> it's a truck. Fucking hell, no! It's uh, these riders have done like a terrorist attack, and then the next thought is, "Oh no, we're getting hit by a fucking nuclear." Bomb, and then the next thought is, okay, no, it's an earthquake. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, well, I, I, it took me a few seconds, and then I got up off the couch to come and mm. come and grab you and get outside. And uh, by the time I got to your yeah, office, coming out. you were coming out and it sort of settled. But by the time mm. we got out the front, yeah. probably about a minute, um, mm. it was still going. Yeah, it's still shaking. And we could see, we could see there's a couple of little... Little um, little trees at the front mm. door there, and and they were still sort of shaking well, a little bit. And power poles whatever. were swaying. And yeah, everything. that's right. It was quite yeah. violent. It was quite violent for an earthquake, uh, for us anyway. So um, the, the the worst part of it went for about 20, 20 odd, yeah. 25 seconds or something, yeah. maybe thirty seconds, but it went for probably over an hour, over yeah. an hour, over a minute. Jeez, Jeez a yeah. earthquake. Well, it was hour. twenty. It was twenty seconds, I think, the main earthquake, and then we, I think, we had three or four. Aftershocks, After like immediately after it. Mm. And then throughout the afternoon, there were a few other ones, and they said it could go on for months. Yeah. So anyway, we had a big earthquake. It's made the news, all that kind of shit, all that shit. A couple of, course. of damage to a couple of buildings, one in South Yarra. Yeah. Side wall, of a, side wall of an old building mm. sort of come down. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. luckily we were in lockdown because um, there would have been yeah. heaps of people around that area yeah, true, too. True, Because it's a really busy little yeah. part of town. Mm. Um, so there could have been people killed or anything there. Yeah. So luckily... Luckily, yeah. we were in, we were in lockdown wood. and people weren't out. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's our earthquake story. Mm. Um, of course, people over in California are used to it as well. They're listening, thinking, yeah. Well, I had a message from Pat. Yeah. Um, asking if we're all okay. Cause over she, in America. She was, yeah, in America. Because she was, she was watching um, uh, World News mm. and, it, and it came up on the World yeah, News. So make the make the. And that was, only about, that was only about an hour after it happened mm. as well. So, there you go. So, that was our earthquakes. Also, so earthquakes... Nuclear submarine, nuclear powered submarines, and we've also had some pretty intense riots too. We won't spend long talking about this because it's not a political show; and it could get very heated. Uh, but we essentially had um, our government has ruled due to this lockdown and the amount of COVID cases that are coming from the construction industry. Our premier um, instructed that all construction sites are to be closed for two weeks. Mm. Uh, the tradespeople, of course, naturally got quite fired up about it because now they're out of work and they staged a protest outside the headquarters of the trade union, uh, but which then got uh, infiltrated of, yeah. by a section of kind of far-right activists. Yep. Um, and that happened on the Monday. Now on the Tuesday, they decided to <clears throat> continue with the riots and it got quite heated in the city. Um, it was the rioters, the police came out, it was quite a big police presence, didn't really escalate that much. There was a bit of violence, some scuffles and stuff. One of our news reporters 
got attacked. He had what was allegedly urine thrown on him. Yep. Um, and then the next day it escalated again. The police were given more powers to go out in full force and do whatever they had to do. Uh, it eventuated with the rioters uh, taking over, essentially, once they realised they couldn't surge Parliament because essentially they were trying mm-hmm. to do what happened in America in January. Yeah, exactly. Surge right. the Capitol building. They yeah. tried to do it to Parliament, then realised no one was there, turned around and eventually ended up with them essentially taking the um, Shrine of Remembrance, which is our yeah. war memorial here in Melbourne. Which is a um, disgrace. And which any if any sliver of sort of... Um, of uh, Sympathy, respect or sympathy, yeah. sympathy that anyone had for these protests or whatever, completely inst- gone, instantly gone. Once these people took you over, got, sorry, you got to got to say that, that that this has turned out not to be not to be construction work. Well, that's what I'm saying. You it know? was infiltrated. Yeah, I'm saying by that. Well, obviously by yeah. the, by this far right group yeah. who took this as an opportunity to rally against mm. anti-vax and all this anti-lockdown all this kind of shit. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and of course, the um, tradies are being ruled to. Oh no, that's how because it, it started because the tradies were against having to get the mandatory vax to work. Yeah, they, they wanted a, to have the choice to be able yeah, to do it, as which is fair. You had your body, your choice, yeah, yeah, that's you do right. what you want. Exactly, right. uh, but you've got that choice. Um, but then, as a result of that, they said we're ruling two weeks off the job. No one goes to work, um, and then it spiraled out. It got infiltrated by this group and then by the end of it the trade is like we you know we don't want anything to do with this this is not mm, us yeah. um and eventually it's, it's kind of sort of fizzled out once they took the 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 war memorial that was it yeah. and everyone's quite rightly pissed off you know because they because because it was ruled that they had to they had to either have their first vaccination yeah, 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 yeah. or proof that they had booked in by last thursday <sighs> yeah yesterday so anyway so it turns out. Yeah. and then um they'd they lost their tea rooms, mm-hmm. and they 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 held a, pro, a silent protest in the streets. They mm-hmm. they brought their their tea room tables and chairs out yeah, into the street, yeah. and then it and went on from there. And then anyway. it was eventually shut down. Yeah, so it did eventuate in like a quite a violent uh, siege yeah. between the cops and the these protesters, rioters, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, it was pretty horrible scenes to be seen taking over the, the shrine and it's At the shrine it's offended pretty much everyone in Australia. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, and every every from every political side of the oh, fence yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um so we've all condemned it. You know, we've all we've all had people in our families who have fought in, in wars yep. with you know, whatever it is. Um and it's just very it's just very offensive. But anyway, as I said, it's not a political show because we could go down a massive yeah, rabbit exactly, hole. Exactly yeah. right. Let's lighten yeah. the mood up. Oh, that's not Oh yeah, let's lighten the mood up. <laughs> That's not the right one. I wanted the uh, the music for the podcast. There, there we go. go. Let's get into it. So anyway, we just we wanted to. They like said we're not a political show in that shit, but Melbourne has been in the news quite a bit the last week, and this is what we've been dealing with and kind of stressing because you don't know how you know how serious it's going to get. Exactly. There we go. So that's our week. That's our week. Um, and what a big week has been in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, uh, we um, let's move on. Yeah, um, people are looking forward to my updates and my packages. Mm. Uh, most stuff's been filtering in. That one from uh, from America's still sitting at sitting customs, supposedly sitting at customs. Mm. Uh, I think it's gone. Is the one that our pal Derek? So Derek, I don't know. 
Maybe. <sighs> have to ring him, ring Australia Post. I have been on to him three or four times already. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's just waiting to go through customs. We don't have any control well, over it. Well, it could be because bloody we've got strikes now too with the... Yeah, but that's the couriers. That's Star not customs. See, no, Oz Post are saying this isn't us. It's not in our hands. Yeah, of course, they're this say is with that. customs. <laughs> they say they don't get it until it passes customs. Uh, so um, I don't know what's happening with that. So we'll give it another week or two, and then if not, I'm going to have to get Derek to order me the stuff again. Oh, fuck. Another couple hundred bucks down. No, I'm uh, sure it's sitting there. I'm sure it's sitting there just no, waiting, waiting because, to get because I get onto one person and they're like, oh, I have no information that it's coming to the country, remember? I was like, yeah, no, yeah, can yeah, you yeah. check again? Oh, yeah, it is here. It's at customs. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll find out. It's still not here. Still not <laughs> here. That's the, that's the, that's the update. Um, also this week I did some interviews yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Nice 4 a.m. early start for me. Glad it wasn't me. Yeah, and then I've got to do it again tomorrow. Well, tonight, 4 a.m. start again, a couple of mm. interviews. I don't think I can say what it is. It's a movie that's opening um, a movie that's opening very soon in certain parts of the world, but it has been delayed here for quite a while, and I have to hold off on my coverage for, yeah. for a while. Uh, you can, which, can you can't release it when it's overseas? Or no, they have told here. me they, I need to hold off on my What's coverage use? until overseas. I know. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, well, anyway, uh, interesting interview. Yesterday was quite good, and then I've got two today. So that was fun. Nice four o'clock start for like a 5 a.m. check-in. Did my interview. It was actually quite very well organized yesterday, and um, sometimes you're sitting there for two hours just waiting. Mm. Uh, But this was like I was in and out like 45 minutes after check-in. And then by that point it was like quarter to six, and I thought I'm going to stay up. I'll stay up and just, just so because because I thought if I go back to sleep, I'm not waking up till twelve. So I thought, all right, what I'll do is I'll start my day. I'll go downstairs, do a treadmill for an hour, and then come up, watch my movie, and get into work. So I went down. Um, meanwhile, I'm telling Alicia, I'm going to go treadmill. She's like, "What are you doing? You're crazy!" Like quarter <laughs> six. I'm like, "Well, Mark Wahlberg does it, and The Rock does it." <laughs> And she's like, yeah, but they probably get good sleep. And these people are actually fit. I was like, fuck it, I'm going downstairs. So I went downstairs, like quarter six. Did like, after like 25 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm so fucking tired. I thought, oh, maybe this will wake me up as well. And mm. I started and I thought, no, nah, this is fucked. So I went up after half an hour, cut, it, cut my workout short by half an hour, and then came up and got changed. My room I was like, and I looked at my clock, I was like, fuck, it's 6.30. <laughs> like, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. So I went to sleep for an hour and a half. I woke up at essentially normal time. Uh, but by that point, mm. I'd, I'd worked out. So that was some, some one thing I didn't have to do during the day. I got my it's movie good. in and I got straight into work. Uh, but I won't be doing that again for a while. No. <laughs> so tomorrow morning I'll probably get up early, do my thing, and then go to sleep. And you'll be grumpy all day because you were tired. Yeah. And I will be again tomorrow probably. Probably. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> there you go. No, you know, that time of the morning is not for me. I don't mind it. I don't mind being up that early. I don't mind being up early. But I think it was the four o'clock start that done it. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm mm. not a morning person. Yeah. And everybody at work used to just keep yeah, away from me until about 10 a.m. But if you leave me alone, I'm fine. If I'm by myself, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's just yeah, when you're around true. other people. I just don't want to talk to anybody that time mm. of the morning. I, don't, I like being up early, and I'm trying to get up a lot earlier. At one mm. point, I was getting up at quarter to six every morning, and then that's just not happening anymore because I'm going to bed later. Well, daylight saving starts next week, so you get yeah. an hour there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, let's mm. let's get into the uh, – so yeah, so those interviews will be ready 
oh, I don't know, soon you'll have like a couple of months. January or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like early. I think it is next year. You're right. I think it's sometime next year. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but there you go. We watched the Probably movie not. as well. Um, I'm not allowed to allude what I thought. I've like signed every sort of wave you could imagine. Mm. Not even allowed to allude to what I thought about it or anything. But there you go. It's a movie. Well, we can't say how bad it was or how good it how was. How good it was. And no, it can't. It literally cannot allude to it. Mm. Uh, so there you go. Um, nothing about me, though. Well, well, by extension, <laughs> you probably shouldn't have watched it. Um, no hey, let us uh, get into our first segment, which is... What a picture. Yeah. Good picture. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. There you go. It's what we've been watching movies this week. Not a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. I went through a bunch of like catalogue stuff that's been sent in by the um, uh, the distributor pals. I've been working through some stuff. Some good stuff. Some stuff that's probably not really worth talking about. I watched one called Chinese Box, which I was just... Sometimes you get one and you're like, oh, this is going to be a movie I'm just so not interested in. And most of the time it's something like, I'm like, why am I watching this? But I really like this. This is a movie with Jeremy Irons um, and uh, uh, Gong Li. And incredible film. I really, really loved it. It's sort of mm. set um, set in Hong Kong uh, during this, I think, this period where um, the, the English people started to uh, leave after they had cut ties with the British Empire. Hong Kong and British Empire had kind of cut ties, so all these British people were leaving. Meanwhile, Jeremy Irons' character is kind of stuck there because he's working. It's sort of set on this background of this political unrest, um, and he falls in love with this woman, and it's like an unrequited kind of thing. A uh, really good movie. I loved it. I really loved it, and I was expecting to just think it was so boring, uh, but I really liked it. And this has just been released by Imprint. Uh, so this is one of their well from Viavision. This is one of their imprint releases, and um, it was really good. I really liked it, so I would recommend checking that one out. It was made nineteen ninety seven, um, and Jeremy Irons is really quite good. I'd never heard of it. I'd no. never heard of it, and a lot of these ones come in. That's but that's partly what I love about the imprint range is that it introduces you to a lot of stuff that you never heard of. And some of the time it's like, well, I know why I haven't heard of this. Yeah. And then other times it's like, oh, shit, I'm actually really surprised that I haven't heard of this because it's very good. Uh, Gong Li is amazing. I have very – I have not seen her in a lot of stuff. Um, I've seen her in a few movies uh, but not a lot. Uh, she's amazing. She's fantastic. And Imprint's actually just going to release a massive box set – um, of her films, films that she has collaborated with uh, with filmmaker uh, Zhang Yimou, and it's going to be called the uh, Collaborations box set, which is coming out this month, and they're mm. sending that over to me now. Oh, awesome. And uh, oh, I'm very excited to get into it now because she's <laughs> so good, so good. Very excited. It's got like eight films in it. I'm very excited to get my hands on that. That's part of the imprint line as well. Mm. So I checked that one out. I thought I'd spotlight that one. A bunch of other stuff I watched. Wasn't that not much to write home about? Um, I did watch... Umbrella has just released like a, bo- a double box set. They've been doing these, um, what are called like double features, where they'll bundle up two kind of fairly short movies together yeah. that have some sort of connection with like sci-fi, like a Vincent Price one. I've done this one called the Fight Night box set, just two classic films mm-hmm. about boxing, uh, which had The Harder They Fall, yep. um, which is uh, Humphrey Bogart's last movie. Uh, terrific, really great movie. And uh, Requiem for a Heavyweight. I can't remember that. Uh, Anthony Quinn is the lead actor in that one. It mm-hmm. also had uh, Mickey Rooney 
and um, who was the other guy that was in it? Um, Jackie Gleason from yeah, The Honeymooners. I saw a little bit of that. Yeah, you saw the end of it. I really loved it. I loved them both. They were really, really fantastic. So get your hands on that if you can. Both mm. films from like the 50s, 60s. Really loved them. As a result of that, we're kind of like in the in the boxing mood and that evening we put out a movie from our, uh, our pile out there, our evening watch list, called yep. Bleed for This. Mm. It's a boxing movie. It's one I've been thinking, oh, we'll watch this eventually. For the last few weeks, and I thought, you know what? I've watched these two because these two, like um, the double features that they do, I like to actually watch them as a double feature. So I sit there, like on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, where I give myself a little bit of extra time to watch some shit before I get to work. And I'll usually do the double feature. Yeah, uh, it's always fun. Um, so anyway, so then in the evening we watched, yeah, this one called Bleed for This, uh, which had Miles Miles Teller, Miles Teller Aaron Eckhart, um, Katie Siegel. Uh, very, very good. I really liked it. Who I did was too. who was this one about? What was the name of the guy, the boxer? Um, I'd never heard of him. Oh God, let me have a look. Yeah, it's a true story about this boxer who is like they call it like the greatest comeback in sports history because uh, he get winds it was up in a Vinny Pazienzo. Yeah, yeah, Vinny Pazienzo. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He, it was good. Yeah, he I gets really in like a, a car accident and um, they tell him, yeah, you're never going to box again. You might not even walk ever again. Broke, broke his neck or something. Yeah. yeah. I bet he's like determined, no, I'm going to get back to fighting. Yeah. And it's like this comeback story. Yeah, great. It was, it was really good. He, good. Was, he started training while he still had his traction. Yeah. <laughs> his traction and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Crazy. It's a fairly generic sort of biopic. Um Something like something you've seen over and over again. But mm. well, I really liked it. I thought it was great. It was enjoyable. Performers were all great. Um, a lot of heavy prosthetics and a lot of the actors, particularly Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Really, really liked that one. So, yeah, what was that? It was like 2000. It's not that old. 2016. Yeah, 2016, go. yeah. Not five years old. Well, 6.8. Yeah. Rating. Yeah. Check it out if you can. Mm. Really quite enjoyed that. We watched one called Black Sea. One of Dave's favourites. Fucking hell. Submarine movie. You hate submarine movies. I hate submarine movies. <laughs> this one had Jude Law. We watched two submarine movies not long ago, and they were so boring that I fell asleep in both of them. Like, I'm thinking, <laughs> I hate submarine movies. And I picked this one up. I was like, Black Sea, it's got, got quite a good rating. It's got a great cast. Uh, Jude Law, your favourite yep. Australian actor in there, Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, who else was in there? Uh, Scoot McNary. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's really about all. Oh, was that it? I thought like um, someone else. No, maybe not. Daniel Ryan, Carl mm, Davies, yeah. Jodie Whittaker. Oh, Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Was she? Um, yeah. I can't remember. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, but. Drum roll. I don't have a drum roll sound effect yet, but this is good enough. Psst. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I liked this one. I liked this one. Yeah. Oh, you liked the submarine yeah, movie. I liked change. it. I did too. I think because it was more of like an adventure movie. They've got down in this submarine, they've got to go get the gold that is like hidden in this old Nazi submarine that's been um, lost at sea for, yeah. for 80 years or whatever yep. it is. Yeah. Um, so they go down this submarine, some twists and turns, um, some 
explosion. I suppose we've had, what, $70 million worth of gold or something. something like that. And it turned out they had like $200 million worth. (laughs) (laughs) True story as well. Um, I really, I liked it. I thought it was good. And it helped because I had Jude Law, who I really like, and um, Ben Mendelsohn as well. It was terrific. Love Ben. Um, And Ben, I think that action sort of adventure thing for me Mm. is what actually made it work. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I like a good adventure thing. <laughs> and, the yeah. ra- and the Russians and the... Yeah, yeah, the Russians yeah. and the Poms and the Yanks and the Aussies. Yeah, and- it's good. It's like a little pot boiler thing where it kind of... I like... I. That's weird because I like films that are set in like one location, sort of like a bottle film. We're set in one location, very talky, very like suspenseful and stuff, like um, 12 Angry Men. Yeah. The thing is just set in the... Um, with the 12 members of the jury... Yep. In the jury room, trying to what do you call it? Trying to de- count, uh, trying to decide the verdict, mm-hmm. unanimously decide. Yep. So I like that kind of thing, and this was very similar to that. And they're just kind of stuck in the submarine and just all bickering, and one thing leads to another thing. And yeah. oh, I liked it. It was, it was good. good. It was really good. Really yeah. enjoyed that. So I can say I like Jude Law was a really strong character in that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really a good. really good strong Very character. good. So, yeah, there you go. There's one submarine movie I can recommend. <laughs> the other two, I can't even remember the names of them. <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember now. can't remember. I didn't mind them, though. Yeah, you liked them. Yeah. I was like, no. I like submarine films. No. That one was good. Black Obviously. Sea. Black Sea was good. Another submarine movie I do like is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. But, again, mm-hmm. that's like the action-adventure kind Hunt of thing. Hunt for Red October? I've never watched it. Haven't you? That's the only Jack Ryan movie I never watched. Really? Well, yeah. it's the submarine one. No, I think because it's long. <laughs> I think I just never got around to it because it was long. Oh. And maybe the submarine angle just never interested me. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I do. I've got, I just got all the Jack Ryan ones on 4K, well, probably six months ago. But I've got to check them all out again. Um, yeah, they're great. Anyway, so we did that. Uh, we also watched. We watched another one with um, Jack Black. Jack Black, fucking Jude Law. Jack Black. Jack Black. <laughs> Where's that come from? <laughs> yeah, <I was> just, <laughs> um, Jack Ryan. We're talking about Jack Ryan. Uh, Jude Law. Uh, the rhythm section. This uh, had um, Blake Lively in it. This is that spy sort of thriller. I was just dropped off the internet. You've dropped off the yeah. internet. Oh, there you go. You're back. Oh, we're back. Here we go. <laughs> You need the IMDb to age you because you forgot what you watched 10 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. You're on the wrong film there too. Am I? Yeah. Bleed. Um, no, not The Hunt. The Rhythm Section. Oh. Yeah, I changed the order up a little bit there. I'd used Jude Law as the uh, sort of, um, what do you call it? The segue. Oh, okay. So there you go. The rhythm <laughs> section. Uh, this one had a pretty average review. What's the rating on this one? 5.3. Yeah, the reviews on it were pretty ro- rocky as well. Mm. Uh, Blake Lively, uh, she is, you know, who she's married to? No. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's married to Ryan Reynolds. Any relation to oh, Reynolds? Reynolds. Any relation to Reynolds? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it also had Jude Law, of course, as well. Um. This was this is actually produced by Eon Productions, Barbara Broccoli, Michael G. Wilson, who are the team behind the James Bond movies. Oh, okay. So it's almost like they try they tried to start a new franchise of kind of spy movies, female-led spy movies. Based these are based on novels as well. Oh, okay. What do you think of uh, the rhythm? That was section? Right. Yeah, it was watchable, but yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, can see why they didn't. Continue on with it, I suppose. Well, it's only, what is it, 2018? 
2020. 2020, shit. Oh. You would have so heard maybe, it. Maybe they will. You would have heard about a sequel by yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they will. Though. I don't think they will either. I don't think it did very well either, did it? No, I don't think so. Like I said, well, you've released it during a pandemic. That doesn't help. Um, That's true. But yeah, the, the most of the reviews I'd heard was like, this is not great. And it wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was okay. No, it was all right. It, it was, was right. it was watchable, but you know, mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, go out of my way to buy it and watch it. To be <laughs> honest, <I> did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we did. Yeah, we yeah. did. Um, but it lost a lot of money. Yeah, budget was estimated fifty mil. Yeah, and gross worldwide was six. Yeah, pandemic though, probably that's yeah. your big factor, really. Um, yeah, it was, it was all right. But it she was, she was, uh, she tried she was to good. do an English accent, which was pretty yeah, yeah. bit naff. She was okay. Yeah, but she was okay. I like her. I think she's got, you don't mm. see her in a lot of stuff, really. No, you don't. Um, and we also watched, I don't know how much of this you saw whether you fell asleep, The Hunt, not the Mads Mikkelsen version. This is the version with, um, Betty Gilpin. Mm, um, who was that one? Like last year, this year, maybe. That one. Yeah. What was it, 2020? 2020. There you go. I had a huge cast in it, actually. Hilary like Swank. Yeah. Emma Roberts. Em, yeah. yeah. Amy Madigan. Don't know who that yeah. is. It had uh, Justin yeah, Hartley is in there. Quite a few people. Justin Hartley, is that his name? I think so. Oh, I could be wrong. Oh, it doesn't say. That guy that was like the Green Arrow, whatever it was. Yeah, that's Good right. He was in it for about three seconds. Yeah, don't spoil <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's not in it long. Um, but uh, I liked it. It's like a it's a it's a real satirical black comedy. Yeah, uh, horror horror comedy from I believe this was a. Oh, I'm going to say Blumhouse, but maybe it wasn't a Blumhouse film. I'm not sure. I can't remember who did this one. Director was Craig Craig Zobel. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I didn't mind it. Yeah. It was sort of a bit um a bit it, like what was that? It is Blumhouse, yeah. What was that um God, the film where they hunt each other down? Hunger Games. Hunger Games. A bit yeah. like the Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, a little bit like that, or Turkey Shoot or Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, the people she wakes up to find out that she's being hunted by these billionaires mm. who are who have rounded up what is essentially a group of like alt right um, people, and you've kind of find out throughout the movie why they, um, why these people were targeted. But yeah, but a lot of the kind of like alt right people got really upset over this movie. But the thing is, it takes the piss out of the left as well. It takes the piss out of both sides of yeah, the equation. Yeah, so yeah. it depicts like the the far left people as loonies and to mix the alt-right people as loonies as well. Um, I think it's just like a really interesting sort of satirical kind of look at the way the world works at the moment yeah. and these two sides of the political spectrum and how there's, you know, a little bit of loony everywhere. There's quite an interesting take on it. Uh, but I really liked it. I thought it was quite good. It was funny. Got some good violence in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Had some really good dark, hilarious moments. Yeah. I did, I, did, I did enjoy it. Yeah. I didn't enjoy Hunger Games that much, but... Eh, they were okay. I didn't love them. No. No. But no, I thought this was okay. That was, uh, yeah, quite fun. She's great. Betty she Gilpin. Yes, yeah, she's really good. She is in Glow, 
which is my favourite Netflix series ever, and you have to watch it at some point. You watched it overseas, didn't you? Yeah. You haven't seen it. I loved it, but they fucking cancelled it because of COVID. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because it was too unsafe to film it because it's the one about the wrestling, female female wrestlers. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And they had to get they can they had them on contract, but it was illegal to have them on contract at like waiting for a certain period of time. Okay. And it was too unsafe to continue with this show during COVID, obviously, during the pandemic. So they cancelled it and now everyone's like, Bring us back, let us do more. Fucking COVID. I know. It's a great show. Um what's her name is in that one too? Um oh jeez. Alison um, Mac? No, gee, she's <laughs> talk about loonies. Um, she was like part of some weird cult. Was she? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, and I had uh, what's her name? Alison Brie. Brie. Yeah, who's in Mad Men? She is the. Oh, she's chicken. the. That's right. She's the wife of the um, crazy guy, dickhead. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, is that a good? Segway? Oh, no, it's not a good segue. <laughs> Could be. Not quite. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe we'll circle back around to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's such a great – I love that show. I love that show. And she is great. And it's good to see her doing more stuff. Betty Gilpin, that is. Yeah. Um, no new movies to look at this week uh, because Australia is just fucked at the moment. Mm. Um, and there's just nothing opening. And we can't go to cinemas and we're no. still waiting to see Sean Sheen, The Legend of Ten Rings. <laughs> Everyone else has seen it in the whole world. Yep. I just keep forgetting. Like, there's a Marvel movie open three weeks ago and we haven't seen it. It's crazy. What we've been watching on television this week, the usual suspects, uh, uh, Only Murders in the Building, Good App yep. again this week, yeah, great was show. Good. People are slowly, a really good show. People are slowly starting to find out about this yeah, one. Yeah. That's the problem with these streaming shows is that don't get enough... I don't know if it's that they don't advertise it enough or that there's so much of it, it's just fucking hard for people hard to find to keep out. keep it all up. Yeah. Keep up with it all. Keep yeah. up with it all. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. I love it. It is so really good. good. Oh, yeah. It gets better by the way. If you haven't been watching it, get on it. Only it's, murders it in su- the building. Real surprise for me. Yeah. Because uh, I saw Steve Martin and <laughs> yeah, Martin Short. Short. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be pretty tough to watch, but uh-huh. it's actually really good. I love it. It's so yeah. good. But I've had a few people messaging me and like, oh, I've just started watching Only Murders. They're like, just smash it through. It's so good. Yeah. That yeah. is good. So get on it. Get mm. on that. Um, and, of course, uh, the other one that we are loving and that people are f- discovering every single week, Ted Lasso. Oh, Ted's great. Yeah. We had an interesting episode this week. It's a bit <laughs> different. Um, it's kind of divided people. There's a lot of people who are like, that was shit. That was the worst. And then people are like, it was really good. Um, so this one, without spoiling too much, um, the assistant coach, Beard. Beard, he goes off on kind of like a, a bender, a bit of an odyssey. Bit of a bender, yeah, a bit of a self-discovery yeah. bender. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it's very good. Yeah, yeah, really I good writing. It. Really good writing on it. The show yeah. is just terrific. It was. It was well, probably wasn't as good as some of the other episodes no. because you had all the characters involved. Yeah, yeah. But this was really good in a different yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. I like it when shows do this, do something just a little bit different. Yeah. It's like that um, that Mythic Quest show, you know, how occasionally they'll, yep. like once a season they did that episode about uh, the old the older guy, was his, I can't remember the name of the character, um, um, played by um, uh, Salieri, what's his name? Uh, I can't think F. Murray Abraham. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the character. No. But each season you've got a couple of episodes just to focus on that character. Mm. Really good. I like it when they try something a bit different. It's a good app. What's happened with that? Was that- 
Yeah, we watched it all. We're waiting for the next season. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're still doing it. Yeah, because oh, okay. cause remember we did um, – I was supposed to do interviews for it. Yeah. No, I did do – I did one interview for it and we got the whole season like – That's right. And we smashed them all through. Mm. I think it's only just finished on Apple, maybe a few – maybe a month or so oh, ago. Really? But we saw it, yeah, really early. Oh, cool. Um, but, yeah, waiting for season three. Really love that. It's forever then. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's another one that people um, – haven't quite, slow to get on yeah, to. haven't quite caught on to yet. So it's a very good show. Um, and uh, I was going to say, oh, we uh, the um, Sex Education this week it started on Netflix. Week, yeah. We haven't watched it yet. No. Um, but the whole season's up. Netflix are sticking their guns and they're sticking with their whole season at once thing. Meanwhile, everyone else is doing one, one a week. week. Yeah. I, like, I think I like it, the idea of once a week. Depends on what it is. Yeah, some things will still. It makes it last it. longer, which is which is what I like. I don't mind. I because I feel like we're kind of back to how it used to be. How you've got oh, this yeah. show's on tonight, and when you're doing it with multiple shows, you've got oh, Ted Lasso. We got on Monday. Well, it goes up on Friday, but we don't watch it till the Monday. Yeah, Ted Lasso's on Monday. Only Murders in the Building goes up on Tuesday, and then usually like the big Disney Plus stuff, whether it's the Marvel shows or whatever, goes up on a Wednesday. Mm. You've got a couple of days where you're like, oh, you've got it planned out, get show. So it's pretty good in that regard that yeah. you've got something to look forward to yeah. each week mm. and each night of the week yeah. sort of thing, mm. whereas before we'd sort of get it and just smash through it. And yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. We don't want to wait for it. Yeah, but I don't mind it. I don't mind being back to that, and I feel like, yeah. it's, I feel like it's only time until Netflix catches on because it's keeping these shows – we're talking about them every yeah. single week. So Sex Education, is that going up the full season? The full season's been up. Yeah, right. it went up last week. So we've got to check that out at some oh, point. It'll take us about three nights to get through. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Alicia's been watching it. She says she likes it. That's good. She's been. She's enjoying that. That's another show that a lot of people didn't Yeah, haven't really yeah, got into really it. really slow as well. A lot of these shows just so good. I think uh, it's because there's so much stuff. Yeah. So much stuff out it's there. It's hard to keep up with it all. Yeah. Oh, my, one of my favourite um, Netflix shows, You, is coming back very soon as well. Don't know. Super trashy, and I just fucking love it. <laughs> it's one that Alicia gets that one with that probably, is it? Yeah, I mean, Alicia yeah. started. It's that one with that creepy, like, murder guy. You've seen bits of it when I've been watching it in the mornings creepy I was watching. Murder guy. It's like this creepy guy, and he, like, kidnaps this woman. And then he's just just a creep, and then she falls in love with him or something. I can't really oh. remember. So weird, and it's re- like super trash, but I fucking love it. It's so good. <laughs> Got a new season, and apparently they're married and have a child and stuff. So I don't know where it's going to go. But that that show is a good example where it was on. It was a cable network had it in America, and no one watched it. Right. So they cancelled it, and then Netflix picked it up, and fucking heaps of people watched it. And it was like the number one show when it first went on. Shit. And Netflix took over the production of it, and mm. have done two seasons since. Bloody hell! Yeah, same with that end of the fucking world that we watched. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the same deal with that. It was like an ITV program, and no one watched it. I think because they played like at eleven p.m. at night or something. Yeah. And then Netflix picked it up, and everyone's like, oh, "So good!" So they mm. made another season or two, or however many. It's it funny is. how that happens. Yeah. Another show that started on Apple this week that we watched, uh, the Morning Show. First episode of season two of the Morning Show. Yep. Known as Morning Wars here in Australia, mm. because we have a the Morning Show, which is a literal Morning Show. Channel 7, Channel 7 yeah. as the morning show. So obviously it must have been some sort of rights issues or they wanted yeah, to maybe. avoid. So it's here in Australia as Morning mm. Wars, which I think is a better title, actually. I like yeah, the title. title. Better. Good title. 
Um, so we've got um, Reese with a spoon. Um, with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that old joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jennifer Aniston. Um, and I don't know if Steve Carell's back this season. I think he is, yeah, he but is. I'm not sure. He, he hasn't been in it yet, has not he? Yet. No. But they've um it's set during the pandemic it's set in twenty twenty during yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, it is. Apparently they reworked the show. Oh, they, they like had to rewrite the Would whole have to have. they had to rewrite the whole series of episodes because it was just wasn't dated. They mm. wanted to make it current seem relevant. Yeah. yeah. And I like it, like the way it's kicked off. Yeah, it's good. The way they've done it. And you can looking forward to more. I was watching, I was kind of thinking, like, are we at that point already where we're laughing at where we're laughing at this? <laughs> we're still in the middle of it and we're already, because it goes back to New Year's Eve and... 2019. 2019. Yeah. Hey, 2020, yeah, this is going to be the great... And it's just, like, littered throughout the episode, just, like, quips, like, hey, 2020 is going to be the best year ever. Yeah. And then there's, like, a scene where they're in the kitchen and they're all helping themselves to fruit from the fruit bowl. Um, and then the very kind of towards the end of the episode, one of the characters, well, a couple of the characters are talking in the camera, uh, talking, sorry, talking to each other, and in the background someone sneezes. So it's just all these little things yep. that you kind of go, oh, little do they know. <laughs> but you kind of watch it like, are we already laughing at it? Are we already, have we already reached that point where it's, um, <laughs> it's a bit weird. It's kind like of strange. <laughs> yeah. I suppose. There is that old, uh, I guess you'd call it an idiom, where they say, um, Comedy is time equals um, oh, geez, oh, what is it? Um, history. History plus time equals comedy. Something like that. Yeah, history <laughs> plus time. So you can you can laugh at things over time. In time, yeah, these terrible things that have happened can somehow turn into in some sort of comedic thing. How many farces do you see set during World War Two? Jojo yeah, Rabbit, that's, you that's know, true, something like yeah. that. Yeah, but th- for this, it was almost like, oh, it seems very soon for them to be yeah, pushing yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, because you're still in the middle of it. So. Still in the middle of it. A lot of people have lost a lot of people and a lot of people have passed away and whatever. Um, but it's it's not like taking the piss out of it, but it's a, almost a little comedic spin where it's like, oh, how do these people know It'll be interesting what direction it takes, though. Yeah. It'll get pretty pretty heavy at some point. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Because it's not a full-on comedy. It's no, like, no, uh, definitely not. Uh, Drama, dramedy sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah. Liking, liking how it started to be interesting. If you haven't seen that one, get on it. Because that one was one that had sort of mixed reviews when it first came out too. Yeah, and I, I, think, really a lot, I, think, I think a lot of people, because, because it's sort of like um, everything you see, you see and hear about it, you take it as being a drama. Yeah. And people see that, I think people see that Jennifer Aniston's in it and they think, yeah. oh, she's not a dramatic actor, mm. actress. Yeah, I also think it's because of it's. I won't say it's political, but it does particularly the first season. I don't know which direction this is going to go, but because of the whole, you know, the spotlight on the Me Too movement and all that, yeah. you know, there's certain people who are like, "Oh, this show's woke" or whatever that kind yeah. of shit. Yeah, probably. Um, so I know that turned a lot of people off, but it's a very good show. It's very good, and it is. It's it's a it's it's satirical. Yeah. It's like a farce, like we talk about the hunt. It's, it kind of puts this kind of satirical spin mm. and uh, sort of turns the lens on itself. I like it. It's quite a good show. Uh, we've also been watching, it's an older show, The Outsider from yep. last year, I think, or the year before, HBO uh, series. I can't remember what year that was. Uh, this has got Ben Mendelsohn in it. Again, Jason. My favourite. Yeah. Jason Bateman is, well, was in it for a little bit. And... Um, 
Cynthia Arrivo, I think her name is. She has just come into it. I think I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. I think this might actually be the first thing I'm seeing her in. She's the detective that they bring in to sort of um, investigate what's going on. It's her there. She looks very different. Cynthia Arrivo, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Holly. She's so good, yeah. She's really, really good. Yeah, um, she's brilliant, isn't she? Yeah. She's got a really, really dark sort of demeanour about her. Yeah, personality-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And then they can could, they could almost, um, almost make a spin-off series just for her. Yeah. With, her, yeah. with that character. Yeah. They really could, mm. you know, investigating yeah. different. You know, each season can deal with a different. Yeah. They could do like little three-episode or four-episode miniseries. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I liked, yeah, I like her. She's very good in it. And the, uh, the whole show's really good. It's, it's just, it's based on a Stephen King novel and it starts kind of fairly normal. It's like just like a normal sort of uh, procedural uh, police investigative sort of murder mystery sort of thing, and it's getting a little bit weird now. Yeah, starting to get. I think kind we've of picked like, it though. Well, I think so. Yeah, we're kind of. Well, we're probably we're about halfway through now, and it's starting to get just a bit weird. Like yeah. the, obviously, very Stephen King. Yeah, what you would imagine. Um, I like it. It's very. And we sort good. of had a thought an episode or two yeah. prior to this week. Yeah. Yeah, before we saw two episodes this week, mm. of what we thought it might have been, and it's pretty much yeah, I where think it seems going. to be heading. Yeah, but you never, that's the thing with Stephen King. You never yeah, that's know. right. He that's paints, what it seems. He paints a picture where it's kind of, it seems obvious, and then it just flips. So I'm keen to see what happens. It's very slow. It's like a real slow burn mm. where you kind of think, how much longer can they keep drawing it on? Yeah. And it keeps unraveling. And that, that's what his books are very much like. I've read quite a few of his books. Mm. Some of them are very long and very thick, and it's just very slow. But they yeah. just unravel, unravel yeah. the layers. I just fucking and love you've got it. You've got to get through it all to get to the yeah. meaty stuff at the yeah. end. Um, but it's good. Really liking that one. Yeah. So go and check that one out. Really enjoy that. Definitely check that one and out that's too. That's one that I'd sort of started a couple of times, isn't it? Well, yeah, we talked about that last week. You watched <laughs> the first episode at least four times. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I, did have enjoy- I am enjoying that. Mm. Yeah. I'm really interested to, see, interested to see which one they take it. Yeah. So that's an HBO show. I believe it's pretty, that would means it's probably on HBO Max. So if you're overseas, you've got HBO Max. Check it out. It's very good. Mm. Um, it's not on anything here, is it? It's not on Stan. It might be on. It might be on Stan. It might be on Foxtel Go. I know it was on the like Foxtel Catch Up sort of thing for a while. I recorded it from Foxtel, didn't I? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And I was like, if I can buy the Blu-ray, I'll buy the Blu-ray. So you did. Uh huh. Yep. Something watching off Blu-ray. Streaming stuff on the Foxtel. It's just crap. Mm. Um. All right. So new television wise, new TV series. Um, oh, yeah. Well, we moved on from Ted Lasso. We was going to talk about this. <laughs> we kind of spiralled out. But Ted Lasso um, won seven Emmys. Swept, yeah. swept the Emmys. They had 13, uh, 13 further nominations as well. So it had 20 nominations yeah. a lot. Really? Yeah. I knew it had a few. I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, because they do um, technical awards as well. Which are never broad. Well, I think right. they're, they're broadcast. You might be able to stream them or something, but it's not part of the main ceremony. Right. So it could be stuff like editing, sound mixing, uh, VFX, kind of the more they, technical they stuff. They do the day before or something, don't they? Yeah, they do the, the night before. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so it's like a more technical. They do the same thing with the Academy Awards. They mm, have a mm. they have a technical ceremony as well. Yeah, for all those kind of ones. But it won an outstanding comedy series. Yep, Jason Sudeikis won outstanding performer in a mm-hmm. comedy, a lead performer. Or was it just outstanding lead performer? Must have been in a comedy series. Uh, Hannah Waddingham won uh, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy. And Brett Goldstein, CGI man. <laughs> My favourite. Yeah, he won as well. He won the um, Best Supporting Actor Should in a Comedy. Brett fucking Goldstein. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he won. They had the whole CGI man go up on stage and everything. Good technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's also won Outstanding Casting for a Comedy. These are the technical ones. Outstanding Single Picture Editing for a Comedy. Sound Mixing for a Comedy or Drama Half Hour. It won as well, the technical awards. So mm. it, it took it took home quite a few. But um, Heat, there were like a lot of the cast were nominated as well. Um, so Juno Temple was nominated, who is um, uh, uh, plays Keely. Keely Jones yeah. is the yep. girlfriend of... Um, She's great. What's his name? Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Yeah, yeah. she was nominated. I believe um, uh, the other two coaches were nominated as well, whose names are slipping me again, as per <laughs> usual. Beard. Um, no, not Beard, because oh, was he nominated? He may, he may have been nominated as well. I'm not sure, but there was quite a few of them um, who were nominated from the show. But they're all in that one category, which is what makes it really difficult. Mm. Like you've got three. This year there were almost like four or five shows that were nominated and that was it. It was really weird this year. It was like there wasn't a wide like range of shows that ranked out for nomination. And in a lot of the categories you would have like three or four nominations for the one show. Yeah. It's just so strange. Mm. Um, because like for the directing awards, the writing awards, it's it's per episode, so you get nominated by the episode oh, okay. as opposed to the show. Right. So for the directing awards, there might have been like two nominations for Ted Lasso in the one category, right. or the writing awards, it was like two or three nominations in the one category, mm-hmm. and all the entire ceremony was like some some categories had like three or four nominations for the same show. It was so it's just such a weird year. Um, so yeah, yeah um, what's the names? Jeremy Jeremy Swift is that the guy that yeah, plays Jeremy Higgins? Swift. Yep, uh, yep, and uh, oh, Nick Muhammad, of course. I believe he was nominated as well. I, 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 yes, I, he was nominated. I, he was, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were all sort of up against each other, which is the kind of tough thing because yeah. they're all so great. You would just want them all to win an award. Mm. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy that. Um Roy Kent got up there and dropped a few f bombs. Yeah, <laughs> even though he was told <laughs> not to. Edi- got edited out. Yeah, um, so <laughs> that was that was, that was very good. Um, but there is an uncensored version you can find if you look in the right places. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, seen Twitter. It. Yep. Yeah, I showed you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, very happy that Ted Lasso's won a whole bunch of shit. And yeah, if you haven't seen it, get on it. It yeah. is brilliant. So, of course, second season, there will be more opportunities for them to pick up more awards next year. Yep. And sometimes in the cases of these shows, you'll have – they'll work their way through the cast and slowly give each member of the cast an award because yeah. they're all sort of really yeah. deserving of it. Uh, but I would not be surprised to see Jason Sudeikis pick it up again mm. for this season. Uh, he's so good. And Beard, Beard should win for yeah. that episode well, he, the other night. Well, he actually got – well, yeah, he probably he probably could go up for it. Yeah. But he – He's one of the producers on the show, so he technically did oh, win right. an okay. Emmy for the show. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, yeah. No, he deserves one for his performance on that, yeah, that episode. Sure. Yeah. Because you learned a lot about him. Yeah. 
yeah. about that character anyway. Mm. Very good. It was good. All right, so now we can talk about the new show. Uh, Apple TV just launched this one. It's called Foundation. Mm-hmm. We saw this a while ago. We, we talked about this months ago. Like yep. We didn't specifically talk about it. We said we've been watching something. Um, the first two episodes have gone out today at the time we're recording this. The first two episodes are out there. Uh, they go up at once, and then I think there's ten episodes, and every single week there's going to be one episode for, like, the next eight weeks. Right. Um, we're only allowed to talk about the first two specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's been a while since we watched them. Um, so just very kind of generic terms. This is a series based on the foundation series by science fiction author Isaac Asimov. And he wrote it between something like 1945 and 1991, maybe. Really? This years. It is uh, like one of, if not the longest, most sweeping fantasy series of books in history. Uh, there was some, I can't remember, some body, some literary body did these uh, sort of nominated the best sci- like sci-fi or fantasy series in history and this was like number one in front of like Lord of the Rings or anything like that. Mm. Uh, the series has five, there's seven books to the series. He did an original three, he did a trilogy, um, but then there was like, over the years, people demanded more and more and more, and eventually he went back and wrote, I think was, uh, it must have been three sequels and two prequels or something. Or two, no, two sequels, two prequels, I think. Right. See, that makes yeah, seven, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> um, uh, he also wrote a series of books, which was the Robot series. Mm. Five books and like dozens and dozens of short stories for that. And you would know iRobot. Yep. Bicentennial Man, mm-hmm. which I filmed with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. They were part of that series. Oh, really? Yeah. And he did a series called Empire, which was kind of a, three books. But the Robot series and the Empire series were set in the same universe as the Foundation series. So there was a lot of kind of like overlap, a lot of the same kind of characters float in and out, the same events, planets, all that kind of stuff. It's like very big, large, expansive. Right. It takes place over something like 20,000 years or something like oh, that. Geez. I think the Foundation series takes place over 1,000 years, but the whole series is like mm. 20,000 years or some, oh something God. crazy like that. Um, I'd never read any of it. The only reason I've ever heard of it in the past is because George Lucas drew a lot from it, from right. Star Wars. Right. Um, particularly with the Apple series, you can see the influence. Oh, yeah, exactly right. Um, and it's not only the influence from the source, but visually, uh, whether mm-hmm. that's the way it's shot or just costume design uh, or um, design of spaceships, all that kind of shit. It's very Star Wars. Oh, very much so. Very Star Wars. So obviously the the makers of this have taken inspiration back off yeah. Lucas and yeah. created their, kind of this, their, their craft and their yeah. uniforms. and Yeah, it's a very strange loop where yeah. Star Wars was kind of, obviously Star Wars Inspired. is an amalgamation of so many different inspirations. Mm. But you can tell watching it, from a narrative point of view, you can see where Lucas got inspiration from like the Empire uh, the Emperor, yep. uh, stuff like the Galactic Alliance yep. and all these different kind of little planets, stormtroopers, stuff like that. You see it all comes back from Foundation. Mm. Um, so what do we think about this? First two episodes are stunning. Yep. This is one of the most gorgeously filmed, most gorgeously made television things I've ever seen in my life. Um, 
they apparently threw the budget of a film at the first two shows. Mm. So you're essentially getting like a big blockbuster Hollywood film when it comes to these first two episodes. And it is gorgeous. Yep. Production value is fantastic. You kind of... I can't speak specifically on individual episodes, but I think as the episodes go on, you can notice that they kind of have restrained the budget a little bit. It's got more of a television sort of budget. The plan for this show is they want to do eight shows. uh, Sorry, eight seasons to equate to 80 episodes, which will tell the thousand-year story of Foundation. Um, Jeez. Okay, where do we start? Um, I'm not a huge fan um, we stopped watching it. Oh, to put it this way, we stopped watching it after five episodes. Mm. Um, <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> it's very slow. Very hard to get through. It's very slow and very hard to watch. First episode we had to put on like three times because it it was just like you put it on at the wrong time, you're like, don't really feel like watching this now, and then maybe you put it on too late and everyone falls asleep. Yep. And then you go to put it back on again and you get through it all. Um, it's. I feel like if you're really into, the, into your science fiction, like this is the genre of novel. The novel, the genre is called hard sci-fi. Yeah, and it is. And it is. <laughs> it's this very sort of in-depth sci-fi where a lot of it's very scientifically based. So Asimov was a hard sci-fi writer, which means he's someone who based his world, rooted it in scientific kind of mm-hmm. really scientific. And apparently the books go in-depth into the science behind everything and the the politics uh, the politics behind the world. It's very scientific, very political, and it's all kind of infused into the series. Now they've said David S. Goya as the writer of this, now he wrote um, or has had a hand in writing either the screenplays or the stories for stuff like uh, uh, Nolan's Batman trilogy, uh, Man of Steel, uh, Batman v Superman, a lot of really great fantasy stuff we know. Now he has said that the series is kind of more based on the narrative side of things. He wants to explore the characters and explore the worlds and stuff like that and kind of wants to sidestep on all the scientifical kind of the real hard sci-fi stuff. Yep. But it is it, it it does dive very much into kind of like the political stuff and the sciencey stuff and you do get a little bit lost. Yeah. I feel like it's a little hard to follow. I feel like maybe if you do know the books, well he has said if you know the books, you've got that backbone of how all the science and the political stuff yep. all works. Yep. And he's kind of filling in these. I feel like maybe if you don't you're not familiar with the the source, it might be one that like us you slips past you. you. Might well that, or it just might be very hard to kind of follow, 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 and get into. Yeah, yeah. But it's a stunning, stunning looking show. It's beautiful. All the performers are great. Yeah. Um, it is just very yeah. And this is the first thing from Apple TV. I don't think I'd call it a miss because I know that there is a there's an audience for this and people who love their sci-fi stuff, particularly like the hard sci-fi stuff, no, will for sure, love oh, for this. Sure. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I've already seen people saying yeah. that this is rival rivals Star Trek and mm. all that. I don't know. I can't speak on that. But um, yeah, look, it's it's good. But I feel like if you if you're not into that kind of real slow kind of uh, kind of thing, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll watch much more. I don't think I will either. 
but we stopped after five. Again, no specifics. This is this. What I'm saying here is specifically on these first two shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that's all I'm allowed to talk about specifically. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, it's just it's a tough series to get through. We might struggle through it and see if it goes anywhere. Yeah, think, but, but see, we'll but, see. but my thought is like, oh yeah, we can get through this. We can get through this season of ten episodes. But then there's seven more seasons. There's another 10. Another 10. Yeah, that's true. And then eventually you watch 80 hours of this thing that you're not that interested in. Yeah. And sometimes it has to come to the point where you're like, yeah, just just watch what you like watching. Just cut and burn, yeah. So anyway, check no, that out. No, I sort of agree with that. Check it out if you're interested. But it's the first thing on Apple I've seen that I've thought just doesn't do it for me. Mm. Everything else on but Apple the, that we've but watched. But there's a market life. for it. Well, yeah. As you said, you well, know, the hardcore sci-fi I'm keen to see what people think of it once it's once people have actually properly seen it, particularly mm, people mm. who love their sci-fi stuff. That wasn't particularly for me. Yeah. So there you go. I won't be doing a review on it or anything. I was supposed to do some interviews for it, but they fell through, unfortunately. Oh, so. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. No, I was supposed to do some interviews last week, but apparently the, um, what do you call it, the um, demand for the interviews was massive, they said. So oh. just sort of just missed out, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, the um the main the main girl in it, Lulu, what's her name? Lula Bell. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's pretty good. Yeah, really good. They're all great. Jared really? Harris is in it. Lee Pace. Um, really great. Uh Leah uh, what's her name? Leah Harvey. Leah Harvey. Yeah. yeah. They're all Leah great. Harvey. They're all re- terrific performers, but it's just mm. one of those really hard to watch sci fi things. Like I said, the first episode we had to try and get through three times because yeah. it's just very very hard, very slow. So sort of hard to follow. Yeah. So anyway, you're interested in that? Get on it. Uh, we're an hour into the show now, so we need to get into this week's relaxation time. Yep. Bong time. Matt, no, it's not. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. We put an end to this two weeks ago. Uh, it's the Mad Men update. Yep. We talk about Mad Men. Yep. We'll keep it brief this week. Yeah, real brief. We watched three shows. And still good. Still great. Yep. It's better and better. Yeah, they've taken in her father. Yeah. He's a nutbag. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting, interesting little ride with him. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Um, mm. Three episodes deep into season three now. We did start season three this week. Yes, we did. Yeah. No, not like last week. No. Well, I thought we had. thought we had. Yeah. No, I said, no, we hadn't. No. Yes, we hadn't. I said, no, we hadn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have now started season three. It's good. It's still good. Yeah. It's about all we need to say. That's about all. This week's Mad Men up there. There you go. <laughs> all right, very briefly, let's touch on our partners on the channel. We'll talk about them every week. Of course, Random Space Media. Really great stuff has just come out at the moment. They've put out all their DreamWorks collections. Don't have them on hand, but I'm sure you've seen them. You've heard about them over the last few weeks. All the DreamWorks, most of the DreamWorks movies now available on Blu-ray in Australia for the first time. You can get them through randomspacemedia.com. Use Dream15 until the end of the month and you can get 15% off all of the DreamWorks titles. Head over there. They like multi-movie collections, really well priced. So go and check those out. You can, of course, head over to kicks.com.au as well. The Dave15 code still works. You can get 15% off your entire order. This week they sent me through a couple of horror films including the second Escape Room movie and one called Demonic, which we'll check out. They also sent over a copy of Halloween, the 2018 uh, sequel to that on 4K. So I'm looking forward to checking that mm. out uh, because I wanted to get that. Uh, and they're going to send over Basic Instinct, the new 4K of that. Oh, it's one of my mm. favourites. So you can head over to kicks.com that I use, Dave, 15, 
get 15% off your order. Uh, now, this week, we're going to draw the competition. We've been talking about this a couple of weeks. We've got this uh, great giveaway. Thanks to our friends over at ViaVision Entertainment, where we're giving away seasons five to seven of the Alfred Hitchcock Presents television series. Right there, we've got The Invaders, the complete collection, really great sci-fi series from the 1960s. Right there, uh, and then these two multi-movie collections, Maritime Movie Classics and the Alan Ladd Collection, uh, Collection Volume 3. Uh, right there, that's all part of the giveaway. And I've also thrown in Stephen Hawking's Grand Design, which is also a ViaVision uh, release that I wound up with two copies of accidentally Grand, at Grand some design. point. Just give me my Grand Design. No, Grand Design. Oh, <laughs> Stephen, Grand Design. <laughs> not, not your Grand Designs. <laughs> Stephen Hawking's Grand Design, really great documentary series. So that's all part of this giveaway. We're going to draw it right now. We're going to pick our oh, winner. Do it now? Yeah, we're going okay. to draw this now. So, but you can pick these all. These are all new releases from Viavision. Really great releases. We're going to draw the winner. We'll put all the name, names into a hat. Yes, and, and we're Dave's going to pull one out. Ready? Oh, shit. <gasps> it's gone on the board. Hang on, let me get some tissue. <laughs> It'll be fine. Let me get some tissues. I'm off the microphone. Oh, Dave just Dave just knocked over his glass of water, and it's gone all over the mixer board. So we're hoping that it's not going to get into it. And It'll be fine. It's apparently like it. waterproof to an extent. To you, that's not fucking swimming pool proof. It's supposed, Dave. it's supposed to be. No, it's not that much. It's fine. There we go. It's all right. Ooh, I've done worse than that. I've, I have splashed it before. Okay. At least those two channels aren't on. Well, they're on, but they're not on. If you know what I mean. Okay, it should be okay. We should be fine. <laughs> we're we're going to leave it in because um, that's the way the show works. We and, leave... I, and I just dropped the hat that's got all the names in it and the names went everywhere. So now just put them all back in. Okay. There you go. Okay, hang on. I've moved okay. the... Oh, no, shit. No, no, don't do that again. No, no, there we go. Okay, ready? All right, we got the winner. The winner. Yep. And the winner is... Paulie.B93. Paulie.B93. If you're listening, um, I will actually um, – It's it was an, that was an Instagram um, entry. So I will – So all entries went in from where? Instagram? There's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, a few, I think, came in via email. It's just all over the place. I just collated them all. Um, cool. So I will send you a message, Paulie. And give you instructions on how to claim your prize, which is essentially just oh, give us your address and we'll send it. Yeah, pretty much. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what to do, what I need from you, and um, I'll send that out as soon as I can. I mean, we're in lockdown at the moment, and it just makes it tricky to exactly right. be able to go to the post office just to deliver something. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll get that out as soon as I can. But I will speak to you poorly. Um, the terms and conditions usually are if I message the person, they don't get back to me in uh, I'll say three business days. I will have to redraw it. Well, at least by next week. Well, I'll give it. I'll give you a week or so. Yeah. Until the until like next weekend or whatever. If you haven't claimed it you know. by next podcast, we'll redraw it again. Yep. Okay. So there you go. So Paulie.B93, ninety three, you're the winner. Congratulations. Do I have a? Hope you enjoy them. Yeah. Stop. Cut yep, it out. That's enough. That's, that's enough. enough. Pause for that. All right, uh, so that's our competition out of the way. Now let us get on to our favourite segment of the show, which is... Or... All right, all right, all right. This is our favourite game of the show where we go through random IMDB titles that have been sent in from our friends 
uh, from our listeners, who are our friends. Um, they've been sent on in. These are some obscure shit. The best, we just uh, the most obscure films our listeners can can think of. They send them in. We'll read each other the synopsis of the film, and each of us uh, have to decide whether we think that the movie is shite or all right, all right, all right, based only on the synopsis. No title. No, no. Um, cat, well, I do like to say character names, but if it's a generic character name, we'll let it slide. Yep. No actors, uh, nothing. Literally just the synopsis. It's like judging a book by its cover. Exactly right. right. So we decide whether uh, what determines whether the movie is shite. All right, all right, all right. Anything 5.9 and under? On IMDb, yeah. On IMDb is shite. Yep. Is Shite. And yep. anything six and above is all right, yeah. all right, all right. So, and yeah. that's the way we sort of buy films yep. to to a degree. Yeah, we'll look at something if we're not too sure. We'll hop onto IMDb, and if it comes up with a, you know, a seven, we'll go. Yep, we'll buy it. If it comes up with a five, we'll go. Oh no, we might yep. give it a miss. Or if it's got some actors we like in it, we'll go. Let's go and have a look at Rotten Tomatoes and. We'll make a determination so anyway, then. So zero to zero to five point nine is a and six all and up. Right, all right, all right. Okay, so uh, of course our friend Jeff, Monkey Boy, Monkey is our little worker monkey. He works away for me. He's my one employee. <laughs> I've just seen the message. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's sent, he's he, he's our, uh, our the world's worst scorekeeper. He keeps scores shatter all right, so I don't have to. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, as we say every week, we got the world's worst manager, so we might as well the world's worst scorekeeper. Exactly right. So Jeff has sent in. He always sends a little email as well. Uh, he likes to hijack the the show uh, with his long emails. Ah, oh, fucking hell, <laughs> Jeff! He sent another long one. That'll Jeez. take me a week to read that. Fucking hell, Jeff! Right, okay. <laughs> G'day Muppets, he says. He's American, by the way, so he's like to take the piss out of us. <laughs> Quick joke. Did you hear about the guy who went blind from seeing a bad movie? No. Yeah, he lost his eye shite. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I know. Do I have my... <laughs> it's terrible. I used to have like a... <laughs> oh. oh, no, that's the glass. <laughs> no, I don't have that one anymore. Yeah, sadly. Um... Okay, so then he goes on to say, "Glad I'm the one up to t- I'm I'm the one to tee up the score each week. I could be any shonky wally having some liquor amber or plonk at the pub, but I'm a battler. Even when things go balls up, I remain true blue, a real ridgy ditch, fair dinkum, <laughs> struth. I'm not stroppy. I just have a snag and a bicky for brekkie and get to get to yakka each day." Ah, apologies. I get caught up in Aussie slang and end up sounding like a dingbat. I know uh, you're real dinky die. Oops, it ended up being a lot. So, do I have to? Do we have to translate that for our listeners out there? Well, you sort of. So essentially, he's saying, "Glad I'm the one uh, to to do the score each week. I could be any chunky uh, wally, a bit a bit of a dodgy bastard. Yeah, um, having some." Liquor amber or plonk at the pub, so have a, a drink at the pub. Yep, liquid amber. Yep. Yeah. Well, like beer. beer at the pub. And plonk, we don't really use plonk. That's really a British term, that one. Yeah. 
get get whether Jeff we we say piss yeah well yeah <laughs> liquid they, or some piss they would too over there yeah, I suppose uh, most of our slang has come from Britain anyway exactly it's a, it's a section of it uh, but I'm a battler so he's uh, he's he's getting on with it he's nice and he's strong yeah, he's just get, gets on and does his job and done. battles away uh, even when things go balls up so even when yeah everything's Anything gone fucked shit, up yep. um, I remain true blue a real rigid edge so he's just true he's honest he's true he's yep. Just a good, just good, good old bloke. Yeah, he's 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 the real deal. Uh, fair dinkum, Struth. So like, yep, that's correct. Yes, uh, Struth. Yeah, great. Right. Yep. Um, I'm not stroppy, so he's not pissed off. I'll just have a snag, a sausage, and a biki biscuit for brekkie breakfast, yep. and get to yakka every day. Get to work. Get to work. Yeah. Hard yakka. Putting the putting in the hard yakka. Uh, there you go. And then he says he ends up saying like a dingbat, which is a bit of a dickhead. And I uh, know you're a real dinky die, so you're... Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to translate fair dinkum <laughs> yeah. you're, uh, you're, you're, you're honest, you're yeah. true, you're, you're yep. good. Okay, so he says, oops, it ended up being a long one again. And that, my friends, is what she said. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up being a long one. Oh, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, talk to you next week, but only if you're subscribed. So I think that's a little note to everyone out there to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, okay, he says, P.S., I hope you're not still shaken up from the earthquake. Thanks, Jeff. We're doing all right. Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred, yeah. Okay, so let's get into this one. Last week, um, we both got two right and one wrong last week, so there's no change in deficit which means the score is still 30 to 31 in your favour. So you're one up. This could be a decided to see who gets ahead. We really don't know what the end game with this is, Richard. <laughs> just, just rambling on. Pretty much. All right, so we've got new submissions this week from Sam B and Devesh. Devesh! Stop! <laughs> Stop! You've given us enough to go for about the next four years, I, I reckon. I know! Yep. I have like literally a whole page of Shida rights from Devesh. And this week he sent one in, cough, link, cough, he says. <laughs> oh, and then he sent like another four emails. Thanks, Devesh, we do appreciate it. So we've added those to the list and we will read some. Uh, you are guessing first this week, so I'll read first this week. My first one is from Sam B. So we're going to take a look at this one right here. Okay. Naive young Mormon Joe Young is recruited to act in porn movies. Oh, jeez. Very, very on-brand film for Sam B to be sending into it. <laughs> um, Do you want that again? Yeah, go again. Naive young Mormon Joe Young is recruited to act in porn movies. That's got to be shot. You reckon? That's got to be shit. All right, so you're going to like that <laughs> in? It's probably going to be fucking brilliant. It is. Well, so what do you want to say? You want to say shite? Last no, chance? no, no, no. Give me all right. You want to all right? Yep. Ooh, last minute. All right, no. all right, all right. You said all right. Yeah, no, that's what yeah, I said. I yeah, thought, I mean, you, were, oh, I thought a, you were like, a oh, last no. minute, A yeah. last minute change. Last minute change is called orgasmo. Oh, it's um, I know. I think I've seen it. I'm not sure if I've seen it. I know of it. It's uh, written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Oh, okay. Yep. The guys yep. from the South Park South guys, Park. directed by Trey Parker. It stars Trey Parker, of course, um, and a bunch of people I've never seen. Oh, Ron Jeremy's in there. Oh geez. God. <laughs> uh, Matt Stone's in it as well. Uh, Toddy Walters, Chasey Lane. Uh, yeah, there you go. What's the rating on it? It's got a six point one. Oh. This was 1997. It's only just all right, isn't it? There you go, yeah. Only just all right. So there you go. All righty, so you're up next. So you got one this week? Yep. 
So my first one comes from Tyson. Ah, yes. You've got the wrong name there, I think. Um, no, you have got one from Devesh. No, 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 no your no. first one's Tyson, yeah. Yeah, Tyson. That's correct. So it is, as a lethal virus spreads across, spreads globally, mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. A lethal, as a lethal virus spreads globally, mm-hmm. four friends seek a reputed plague-free haven. But while avoiding the infected, the travellers turn on one another. Sounds like a movie called Five. As a lethal virus spreads globally, four friends seek a reputed plague-free haven. But while avoiding the infected, the travellers turn on one another. It sounds like a movie called Five, which I didn't watch that long ago. It's an older kind of like 50s, 60s sci-fi thing, but I'm not sure if it is that. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it did have a good rating. I feel like it sounds like something that might have a good rating. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say all right. I'm going to lock it in all right. Okay, you're saying locking that in? Yeah, lock it in, my friend. Are you sure? Yes, sir. All right, all right, all right. Just. Just all right. Six. Six. It's called a film called Carriers. Oh. Goes for an hour 25. Yep. Uh, as I said, rating, rating of six, and it has Chris Pine in it. Oh. So Chris Pine, Piper Parabo. Oh, yeah. Emily Van Camp, Christopher mm-hmm. Maloney. Oh. So it's got a reasonably good cast. What's the, uh, what's the picture? I don't know if we've maybe seen this or not. No, I don't think we have. No. Oh, interesting. It's all right. Yeah. Emily Van Camp's done a lot of stuff. Yep. Never really noticed her in in much stuff until no. recently. Like mm. we've gone back and watched a lot of older stuff, and oh, there she is. Yep, interesting. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, there you go. So that's one each. I'm not going to score because that's Jeff's job. Yep. All right. So here's uh, my next one for you. This one has coming to us from Anthony Fisher, I believe, has sent this one in. Thank you, Anthony. Charming desperado Aussie. Carrying a deadly secret, tracks down his childhood pal Jimmy in Iceland. But Jimmy, now a family and a regular, uh, now with a family, family and a regular job, will do anything to hide his past. Sounds like a good little drama. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something I'd enjoy. Yeah, someone say it's all right. Is this all right? You like it yeah, in? Yeah, sure. That in. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. This sounds really good. This one is called Wild Side. Uh, the original title, though, is Wildspor. Ah, uh, I believe this okay. is another um, Icelandic film, uh, probably a uh, yeah, Danish film, Denmark, Iceland. It stars our pal Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah. Who keeps popping up in a lot Love of Shadow Rights. Love him. We've got to watch The Hunt, which is a Mads Mikkelsen film. We've got it down there. Mm, got to check mm. that one out. Uh, so, obviously, a foreign film. This looks like one of his earlier ones, 1998. It's got a 6.5. Oh. There you go. Awesome. Of course, we loved Another Round, which he was in. The one with oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with everything up dancing on the, yeah. dancing on the, what do you call it? The, uh, by the river there. Yeah, the dock. The dock. There you go. That's All right. So thank you, Anthony, for sending that one in. All right. Yep. So you ready for your next one? Yes, please. In the wake of a disaster that wipes out most of civilization. Jeez, what's with it this week? (laughs) (laughs) In the wake of a disaster that wipes out most of civilization, Mm. two men and a young woman find themselves in an emotionally charged love triangle Mm. as the last known survivors. Oh. This one's coming to us from Debesh. It's from Debesh, yep. Um, Oh, go again. Let's go again. Let's hear it once more. 
In the wake of a disaster that wipes out most of civilization, two men and a young woman find themselves in an emotionally charged love triangle as the last known survivors. Oh, I could go either way. I'm going to guess all right. I reckon it might be an all right. I think it might be an all right. Yeah? Yep. Going all right? Yep, 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 yep. yep. Lock it in. All right, all right, all right. Just. Just. Oh. Another six. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Z for Zachariah. Huh? Or oh. Z for, Zach- oh. for Zachariah. We have this and haven't watched it yet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Um, that bloke. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, what's, his, what's his name? Crop. Chris, Chris Pine. Pine, of course. <laughs> yeah. And Chito Alija for uh, Top Cast. Yeah, there's only three people in it. There you go. Mm. Literally only three people in it. Is that directed by Chloe Zhao? Is that what it said? Uh, no. No? Oh, no. I thought Craig Zobel. Oh, Craig Zobel. I thought it said Chloe Zhao from here. I thought, never. Didn't know she did that. There you go. Oh, yeah. Glasses, boy. Well, I'm all the way over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm over there, over here, and you got it on dark mode. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. What's that got? It's got a... Six. Oh, it's six. You did say that? Yeah, it goes for an hour 38. Yeah, I might check that out at some point. Maybe today. Maybe over the weekend. Mm. Looks all right. It's one of those ones we just haven't got around to. Yeah, just one of them. We're kind of picking away at them at the moment because we've got no new releases. Yeah, exactly. It's been good, actually. (laughs) It has been good trying to just get through. Paid for those things. You've got to watch the fucking things. (laughs) Um, Well, we realised, we did that, we counted them up in the app, put them in the list. It was like 400 something. We figured, like, if you did one a night for like a year and a half, you're done. You're done. Yeah. But that doesn't happen. Apart from the ones we keep buying and adding adding on top. Yeah. Okay, so your next one. This one has come in uh, from. I need to search this because I can't. I think it's coming from Max, actually. Max or Max Xavier. He sent this one in. After his auto parts tycoon father dies, the, over, the overweight, underachieving son teams up with a snide accountant to try and save the family business. Going in? After his auto parts tycoon father dies, the overweight, underachieving son teams up with a snide accountant to try and save the family business. I want, I want my, my, my assist. You want your assist? Okay, so... Might as well use it. I haven't used it. Well, I always, we always forget to say this, don't we, at the top of the show, is that yeah. you get one assist, um, and that is, I get to see the top two or three. Cast in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Chris Farley, David Spade, and Brian Dennehy. It's gonna be shit. It's also got Bo Derek, Dan Aykroyd. I give you a few extras there. Shit. You gonna say shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah? Lock it in. It's gonna be alright. Uh, what do you reckon? Shit. Shit. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. It's Tommy Boy, the classic. Oh my god. Seven point one. Tommy Boy, classic Chris Farley film. 1995, yes, 7.1. It's a cult classic. Oh, uh, yeah, no Tommy Boy. I feel like it's probably not held up. <laughs> <laughs> I but, wouldn't have thought so. But there you go, yeah. Anything with Chris Farley, I think. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he, he, he was very funny, but he did a lot of shit, shit stuff. Did a lot yeah. of crap. Yeah. A lot of crap. Okay, your last one? Yes, please. Uh, all right. The residents of Possum Lodge head yeah. The residents of Possum Lodge head, head on a road trip to the States hoping to win a contest and thus pay a fine. Now, this one comes from... Was it Gary? No. Oh, no, sorry. It's that, from we're Kyle. coming from Kyle, yeah. Oh. The residents of Possum Lodge head 
head on a road trip to the States. Yeah. Hoping to win a contest and thus pay a fine. Sounds like it must be an Australian thing. It's about possums and they travel to America. Could be an animated thing, maybe. I've never heard of it in my life. And this is like possum magic or something like that. Um, I want to say you're right. It might be like one of those weird kind of um, cult things. Give me give me my assist. Since you use yours, I'll use mine. Um, okay. The top three actors are Steve Smith. Right. I know who Steve Smith is. Yeah. Patrick McKenna. Right. And Bob Bainborough. Yeah, all right, didn't think that And I'll give you much. Wayne Robson and Jeff Jeff Lumby. Yeah, right, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that would help much. I'm going to just say all right. I think it might be like a weird cult thing that might be okay. And it's not Australian. It's not Australian. No. Go for it. Yeah, go. go. All right, Yay. all right, all right. It's called Duct Tape Forever. See the thing. Duct tape. tape forever. Duct tape forever. So oh, six point two goes for an hour and a half. Some weird ass film. It must be. Um, is this the guy that sends in all the Canadian movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a Canadian film. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's some quirky little films in Canada. They do, they? don't they? Really Gotta get their heads stuff. on some of them. I know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like I said, weird cult, little weird cult thing. We don't really get many of those Canadian sort of no. films here, do we? No. Don't get a lot of them at all. I can't think of anything Canadian that we might, might have oh, wound be, up way over few, I'm sure, but... yeah, but... Well, there you go. That, yeah. um, that, I think, is the very first time we've not had a Shite. movie come up. They were all... All right, all oh, right, really? all right. Yeah, all of them this week. Oh. There, there you go. go. That was, of course... Interesting. That was, of course, this week's edition of... Or... All right, all right, all right. I need to plug my laptop in because it's about to die. Is it? Yeah. Oh, God. Throwing it over to you. Well, what do you want to say? I don't know. Stand there twiddling my bloody thumbs. But, yeah, so that's interesting, David. We have never had that before. Um, So we'll... um, Make sure we get all all shite ones. What are you doing there? I hit my head. Hit your head under the under the table, you dick. Plugged in there, you're ready to go. I'm back. My laptop's on now. Ow, that hurt. Righto. Okay, so the next part of the show is Trailer Trash. Alright, we're gonna take a look at one trailer this week. The Trailer Trash, this is a new film that's headed to Apple TV+. It's called Finch. stars Tom Hanks. This is yet another movie Tom Hanks has done for Apple TV+. Mm. It's the second or third movie? They must be paying him some dollars. Mm. Second movie. Although he might be doing it for the love of it. Maybe. The first one was that, um, can't remember what it was. It was on the, sub, it was on like the ship. It was like the ship captain. Can't remember what it was called. Yeah, Last year, I remember. Uh, it was good though, and then he did that one on, for Netflix, which was the News of the World, which was great. But now he's back to Apple TV Plus with one called Finch. Let's take a look. What happened so fast? There was a solar flare. Goodbye crops, food. Goodbye everything. What shall we have? Get your elbows off the table. Get your elbows off the table. All right, you're next. You see, I'm developing something interesting. Giant leap of faith. 
that, that, that robots must protect dog. Come and see this. Climbing RV down. I believe in you, Finch. All right, Finch. Apple TV Plus. Hmm. Looks all right. Looks okay. Mm. Tom Hanks. Anything Tom touches, I uh, enjoy. Yeah, I'll watch anything. Day, it'll be a day one movie. Yep. Sit and for watch. Sure. Um, it's got uh, Caleb Landry Jones in there as well, who I assume must be the robot, the voice of the robot. Mm. I'm not too sure. Uh, it's directed by Miguel Sapochnik, who directed a film called Repo Man from 2010, a sci fi movie starring Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker. Not Repo Man, starring. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> um, he's also directed um, a bunch of TV stuff, a bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones, Altered Carbon, True Detective, Fringe, Falling Skies. Uh, so a bunch of science fiction kind of stuff. It's written by Craig Luck. He's got no writing credits, but he's done various work on stuff like Jupiter Ascending, Male- uh, Maleficent, Thor the Dark World, Doctor Strange, Solo, Star Wars Story. And also by Ivor Powell. Again, no writing credits, but he produced Alien and Blade Runner. Mm. So a pretty interesting team there. Um, the synopsis from Apple is Tom Hanks' is Finch, a man who embarks on a moving and powerful journey to find a new home for his unlikely family, his beloved dog, and a newly created robot in a dangerous and ravaged world. Mm. Post-apocalyptic theme. Yeah, it's good. It's right. pretty good. I think I'll enjoy that. Yeah, I like the look of it. So when's that? When's that out? I'm actually not sure. I probably should have written that down. There's a it just says I think it's very soon. I think it's only a couple of weeks away. Actually, no, it might be the end of the year. Let me look. Finch. Oh, that's, uh, was it November four or something? Did it oh, say yeah, November four? It'll, it'll be on the thing. Uh, yeah. On the um, on the trailer, I think it said November four. Uh, oh, November five. No, oh, five. There, there you go. go. Close enough. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it looks good. A lot of a lot of the time though, these like concept sci-fi movies look great, and then they're not great. Then uh, you watch him. But Tom's in it. But it's Tom Hanks, so. Got to enjoy anything uh, Tom does. Yeah, I love him. He's about everything. Love about everything he does. Mm. That is it for Trailer Trash. That looks good. Looking forward to that one. Um, Definitely. Now it's time. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Where is it? What is that sound? What's that? Sounds oh, like yeah. A, sounds like a car reversing up. No, it's the, break, it's the breaking news. Beep, beep. Oh, that's what it is. I was going to cut that sound effect in half. I forgot. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Uh, we've only got a couple of little bits of news to talk about this week. Um, first up, uh, this was just dropped in this morning at the time of recording. We're recording on Friday, of course. This dropped in first thing this morning. I had to quickly go and rush to do a cartoon news. Uh, we don't usually talk about stuff that I cover in cartoon news, but this one's pretty big and kind of interesting. I'm keen to hear what your thoughts on this. Um, uh, my, uh, 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 Nintendo... Uh, is doing is working with Illumination Entertainment, who do the Despicable Me films, uh, to do a Super Mario Brothers film, animated movie, of course. And today they have announced the voice cast mm-hmm. for it. All right, so here we go. Uh, as Mario, Chris Pratt. Odd choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really odd choice for Mario. Yeah. yeah. He did a little video. The thing, the big, big. I'll go to the cast list first. Chris Pratt is Mario. Anya Taylor Joy is Peach, so she was from um, the Queen's Gambit. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she's terrific. Charlie Day is Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. Amaya uh, Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Uh, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson is Kamek. Sebastian Maniscalco is Spike. 
And Charles Martinet, who has been the voice of Mario for 25 years, is surprise cameos. He didn't get the main gig? Didn't get the gig. Maybe think he's too old to do or something. I don't know. No, because he's still in the games. I think what it is, it's a matter of Hollywood doing the yeah. typical Hollywood thing of... Getting a big name. Yeah. And I, I understand it, but it's always such a bit of a kick in the balls mm. when, when you hear about them doing this. I mean, they did with Scooby-Doo. They got rid of, like, the the, vo- the Scooby-Doo voice cast for Scoob and replaced it with a bunch of Hollywood heavyweights. Um, they did it with Lola Bunny and Last Space Jam. Of course, uh, Zendaya took on the role of Lola Bunny. Yep. Um, and now they're doing it with Mario. we got Chris Pratt is Mario. Sort of a judgment, I think. Yeah, I'm feeling the same. Like, I understand why they do this, why they have it. They have to have a star-studded cast. I mean, just pandering to the fans of the games doesn't get you far enough. No, definitely. you got to pander to the, to the, um, uh, the, the general audience because um, they're the ones who are seeing the movies by the masses and giving you the money, mm. really. Um, it's a very odd thing. It's an odd choice. I like the idea of Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah, like Seth Rogen too. Yeah, as Donkey Kong, yeah. even though Donkey Kong's traditionally not a heavy-speaking character, so we mm. just see what they do there. Um, He'll just I, grunt and groan his way through probably. probably. And <laughs> 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 um, Anya Taylor-Joy, who I love, I think she like she just seems perfect for Princess Peach. Yeah, yeah. That real, even, especially if she uses her just British accent. I think she'll she'll be terrific. It's uh, the whole cast is great. I love Keegan uh, Keegan Michael Key, yeah. Fred Armisen. Charlie Day's good. Charlie Day, everything he does is hilarious. Fred Armisen is a very very good impressionist. Mm. He can do any dialect. Really, he did this. It was on one of the talk shows. They were like, "I will put you to the test," and they put up just like the most genetic. Like it was stuff like it's not just specifically like, for example, German. He can do. The dialects oh, uh, really? city. He's like incredibly talented. Wow. He's also a comedian as well. Very good. Uh, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson seems to be the only uh, career voice artist that is actually in the film. Mm. Uh, everyone else is a Hollywood heavyweight. And um, uh, who else did I say is in there? Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. I don't know too much about him, but um, apparently he's been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, but yeah, so you do have Mario in there. But he he didn't get the gig, yeah. Which is going to be weird. Yeah, I'm keen to see how Chris Pratt plays it if he's actually going to do the Mario voice, or whether sure, it's going to be. Got it. It's not Mario without the without yeah. the accent. Let's go. <laughs> you do that well. It's a me, a Mario. Be, be half Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he did a little video on Instagram this morning. He was like, "Oh yeah, it's a me, Mario." He's like, no, no, I'm going to do a voice, but I can't reveal it yet. Oh. So whether they, he actually does try to do the, hello, it's a Mario. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Maybe. Maybe. Be my, my, yeah, me going with my, my Aussie twang. And yeah. It's me. It's Mario. <laughs> G'day, it's Mario. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the cast. I like all of them. I like all of them. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm looking forward to see more. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very particularly interested to see how Chris Pratt's going to Gonna play it. Mm, well, look, I think it'll be. I think it'll be okay. But it's just, so. uh, just, it's just a bit jarring. You think, oh, yeah. Chris Pratt doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I th- I th- there's obviously a reason they've chosen him. That maybe yeah, to, to draw cards. Exactly right. <laughs> um, the, also interesting to note is that there's only two Italian uh, members of the voice cast in there. Um, of course, there is uh, Sebastian Maniscalco is Italian. 
Of course, you can tell by the name. Yep. And Charlie Day is part Italian. He's is playing he? Luigi. Everyone else is not Italian. So, which is, um, I mean, really only Mario and Luigi are the Italian characters. Um, well, it depends on where a lot of these people grew up. They probably grew up around a lot of Italians anyway. Yeah, true. Um, but <laughs> Particularly if it was like New York or yeah. um, Jersey or something like that. Yeah. It, there was obviously, obviously the internet does the internet thing and kicked up a fuss that Mario is not being voiced by an Italian bloke. But if you've seen um, Charles Martinet, he's, you know he's not Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not. So Mario's not, not, never been voiced by an Italian guy. Uh, but as someone of Italian her- heritage, I'm very offended. No, I'm not. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit, to be honest. Uh, but there you go, yeah. So I just thought that was just kind of an interesting thing because they um, they tend to make a, a big um, point of uh, – it's just like that thing these days is like, oh, we have to get like an Italian to play. It's just yeah. not that they didn't, they didn't do it or yeah. it's just, one of the, just, a, just a weird thing. Yeah, I don't care. There you go, Chris Pratt. Have the role. I'm keen to see mm. what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be very strange. Um, okay, uh, Netflix this is an interesting one. Uh, Netflix has purchased, I can't, oh, I can't remember the exact name, I think it's called the Roald Dahl Company or the Roald Dahl something. Anyway, he's essentially, uh, Netflix has essentially purchased um, the Roald Dahl estate. Oh, interesting. Uh, Deadline says that this deal that he's made, that he's that they have made Netflix gives them access to the full catalogue of works from the famed British author. So we're talking stuff like Charm the Chocolate Factory, BFG, Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, The Magic Finger, The Witches, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Danny Champion of the World, uh, one of my fat why absolute favourite Roald Dahl, George's Marvelous Medicine, The Twits, Easy Trot, Dirty Pins, uh, sorry, D- Dirty Beasts, and The Min Pins. Just some examples of the Roald Dahl stuff that they're going to have. All of it. This is just some examples. Um, Deadline says the deal extends a relationship between the two companies that began in 2018 with an initial pact that gave the streamer access to 16 titles for animated adaptations. To date, projects put into motion include Taika Waititi and Phil Johnson's upcoming series based on the world of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and an adaptation of Matilda the Musical with Sony and Working Title. Netflix said today it was eyeing the creation of a universe of projects based on Dahl, uh, based on Dahl properties across animated and live-action films and TV, publishing, games, immersive experiences, live theatre, and consumer products. This is Netflix. They're going to be jumping into everything. Wow. Theatre, games. It's massive, isn't it? Oh. Uh, Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos said... There's a moment in James and the Giant Peach when the ladybird says, we are now about to visit the most marvellous places and see the most wonderful things. The centipede replies, there is no knowing what we shall see. Netflix and the Roald Dahl Story Company share a deep love of storytelling and and a growing global fan base. Together, we have, have an extraordinary opportunity to write multiple new chapters of these beloved stories, delighting children and adults around the world for generations to come. Mm. Um, I'm keen on this. I'm really keen because Roald Dahl, for me, is like the top. We talk about children's authors. Oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. top of the chain. Top of the tree. I adore Roald Dahl. Uh, his work is incredible. And I'm really I, – I, I don't want to see them just keep on trudging out shit that we've seen over and over again. Willy Wonka, the BFG. Matilda. Matilda. <laughs> Uh, fantastic Mr. Fox. I want him to dive into... I want him to deep dive into Roald Dahl. George's Marvelous Medicine. The Twits. Easy mm. Like, dive deep. 
Um, of course, last year they did The Witches. They've done like multiple movies about The Witches. Magic Fingers great as well. I just wanted to like do a real deep dive. Yeah. Don't give, us, don't give us the same shit. No, I'm sick of it. Be interesting to see what they do with it all. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very interested. But they pay for it, you know? No, 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 no dollar value has been put on it, but it must be huge. Oh, must be huge. Massive. Yeah. Hundreds of millions. Oh, you'd think so, for sure. Um, what I would really like to see them do is that he did two, or he wrote two autobiographical books. Uh, one was called Boy, and the second one, um, uh, what was it called? Um, the first one was called Boy. Oh, Going Solo was the second one, which kind of charted his, because he was in the war, obviously. He, he, he took part in World War Two, and it's kind of um, his, like, experiences. Was it World War One? No, couldn't have been. Uh, but anyway, yeah. No, it might, it might have been. When was he born? 1916. 1916 yeah. born? Yeah. No, maybe World War Two then. Yeah. Because I know he was... His wrote... first world was already oh, halfway through. Oh, he was a fighter pilot. There you go, fighter pilot in the Second World oh, War. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, because he wrote a book called The... Gre- well, he wrote a short story called Gremlins, which was um, about these little... Gr- you always hear about, like, the... If something goes wrong with the plane, they yeah, say the, the gremlins, gremlins got the yeah, plane. Yep. He wrote kind of like a short story sort of about that called Gremlins. He actually worked with Walt Disney to try and get a film made about that. Oh, really? Um, so, assumedly, Netflix now have, would have the rights to Gremlins. So, it'll be interesting to see mm. if they do something with that. Um, but, yeah, there you go. I'm really keen to see what they do with that. Yeah. Very, very keen on that. Um, and Netflix seems like a good place to do it um, because... They can just, as I said, they're going to do like a whole universe. And I think maybe Netflix needs something like this. I think they realise they need a, a big draw now because yeah, a lot of interest is disappearing from them. Yeah, because all the other streaming servers have got yeah. all the good shit. Disney, Disney's got enough right now. Disney's got too much. Netflix yeah. seems like a decent place to take this. And I feel like it's hard for studios to build a big blockbuster universe franchise now mm-hmm. in a post-Marvel world. It's just tough. Yeah, exactly. If you give it to Netflix, I think they might find a way to do something interesting with that. So I'm keen, yeah, I hope so. I hope, they, I hope they give us some yeah. original stuff. I'm keen. We've got a couple of interesting reboots in the works, sequels, reboots. First one is a remake of the 1986 film Flight of the Navigator. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is working on this. He's going to direct it and produce it for Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, says that it's a female-led reimagining. Disney attempted a remake on this back in 2009. Mm-hmm. I think Colin Trevorrow was attached to it. He directed Jurassic. He's doing the Jurassic World films. Um, he was on board one of the Star Wars films and then got kicked off. Um, but uh, so he's he, he, he was doing one back in 2009. It fell through. I think they lost the rights to it. The original movie was released by Disney. They distributed it, but they didn't make it. I think they distributed it in the US and the UK and Australia. It was distributed by some other company. It was made by a company called um, Producers Sales Organization who did uh, like the never-ending story, Outsiders. They're now defunct. They're not around anymore. So somehow Disney's got the rights back. Uh, the original movie... In the words of uh, the Hollywood Reporter, the original movie told of a t- uh, told of a twelve year old boy who was abducted by a UFO and reappears eight years later at the exact same age and with no memories of what happened. When NASA officials spot a connection between the boy and a recovered UFO and try to ensnare him, the kid attempts to unravel the intergalactic mystery while trying to reunite with his family. 
it's quite a decent little movie, but I watched it maybe a couple of years ago and it really doesn't hold up. Um, it's kind of an E.T. sort of thing. Yeah. E.T. holds up very well. This does not. No. Uh, it's a very, very dated movie. I wouldn't imagine so. I haven't seen it for years. Yeah. And I don't think I've watched the whole thing either. No, probably not. It's one of those things that's always on tally. Yeah. Um, it's good, but I, yeah, it's just one of those ones that just never really held up. I think it's got more of like a cult following now. It was never one that mm. was like a huge thing. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm behind this. I think I'd, it'd be interesting to see. It's probably one that you might tell I was into, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I never really saw it as a kid. No? No. Oh. I don't just know. sort of strikes me as being something that Lockie would be into. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there you go. So I'm keen to see what they do with that because I think that it's something that is in need, I think, of a reboot. I think it could work well. Bryce Dallas Howard is a really terrific filmmaker as well. So. Well, particularly with today's today's technology as well. Yeah. They can do yeah, some yeah. really amazing stuff. Yeah, for it. sure. Um, here's another one. There's a sequel to Twins. Remember Twins? Yeah. Uh, the 1988 film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Danny DeVito. DeVito. Yeah. You've got the tall twin, the tall big Jack twin, the little tiny twin, little man. (laughs) Um, Director, producer Ivan Reitman, who directed the first one, has announced that they are finally doing the sequel, Triplets, all this time later. Now, they were talking about doing this quite a while ago. Eddie Murphy was supposed to be in it uh, as the triplet. So you've got the tall, you've got the tall, big, bulky twin. He got all, he got all, the, all the what do you call it? The, the good genetics. You got the small, yeah. You got the small one, and then you've got the the black, the black uh, brother as well. Uh, so I think it may have been Eddie Murphy's idea. Apparently, according to Ivan Reitman, um, the idea spawned from like a conversation Arnold Schwarzenegger and Eddie Murphy had together. Um, but Eddie Murphy has dropped out for one reason or another, and Tracy Morgan has joined uh, as the triplet. Uh, So they're going to start shooting. It's actually it's on the way. Deadline has reported that it's going to start shooting in January in Boston. Um, The original Twins is one of my favourite movies. It's great. I love it. It is so good, and it sounds so stupid. They find out. I think they were part of like a genetic engineering. I haven't watched it for a long oh, yeah. time. When Te- they kind of, it's like a scientific test or something. Yeah, and they kind of both spawned from that. So then yeah. it now turns out that there is a third brother. There's a triplet who it's, uh, it's black. So obviously they um, – uh, obviously whatever's happened with these – I don't know, whatever. But they find out there's a, there's a third, there's a, there's a triplet. Uh, Ivan Reitman says, secretly there was a third baby born, a black baby, who hasn't been in touch with his siblings. Reitman shared, uh, they don't know each other and very early in the movie they meet and it's how they achieve a bond together after all these years. It's really a film about family and no matter how different we all are, we have to learn to get along. These guys have great chemistry together and you can see that in the real and how much energy they bring out in each other. Uh, he said Tr- Twins was quite successful, and after some years, this whole thing started. Uh, he he tells a story. He's talking to Deadline here about how it spawned with Eddie Murphy. Uh, but apparently, after the success of Coming to America on Amazon Prime, he got himself booked up heavily, and um, we knew we were going to make it at the beginning of the year. And then they just eventually got Tracy Morgan on board, and uh, now we'll go out and try and put the money together and get it made. <laughs> mm. So it sounds like it's on, but it's not. They don't have the money for it yet. So yeah. it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, whether that'll happen or fall through. Well, you think they can sort of do it, but get you know instead of Schwarzenegger and Devito because they're 
probably old and crotchety but no, they're in it. They're in it. Yeah, honestly, they, like they, they they could sort of get somebody younger and No, because then it's draw that, a different crowd. It's a reboot. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, reboot. yeah, I suppose. Do a sequel. I want to see Arnie and Danny DeVito back at it again. Mm. That'll be interesting. I don't know. It it's could, got disaster written all over it. I think I so. I think so. The original <laughs> movie, it's like one of those just great little lightning in a bottle movies where everything lines up so well. Yeah. It's just great. And again, like 1980s, 33 years ago, whatever it is. Mm. Uh, great movie. I don't know how well it's... But we said this about coming to America, coming to yep. America, which was quite good. Yeah, but people, there were a lot of people didn't like it. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't bad. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how yeah. um, how that one goes. I suppose. There you go. That's it for the news this week. Fair enough. Uh, we've got a couple of questions. We'll just take a couple of questions and then we'll round the show out because we're just about on two yeah, hours. It's cool. a pretty good time. For All once. right. Uh, first one comes from James Allman. Yeah. Sent through a Patreon. Is Patreon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a patron. He sent it through the patron service. Oh, okay. Sent to me in the Which cartoon show do you think would do well mm. as a live-action movie or show? My vote is Johnny Quest. Being a yep. 90s kid, I love the real adventures of Johnny Quest and I mm. think live-action ad- adaptation could work. Yeah, the real adventures of Johnny Quest was like the reboot series of Johnny Quest. That would be cool. I would like – it's like a – do you remember watching the original when you were a kid? It was like a spy. It's a not Hanna-Barbera really. series. No, it's like a spy thing. really. Yeah, I don't think it was one that was really that well known. I, think it's uh, I, kind of I really knew well. of it, but I never. Yeah. It wasn't really the sort of thing that I'd watch. Mm, fair enough. So, what key, what, what cartoon show would do well as a live action movie or show? Oh, it's always tough when you think about live action in animation to live action. Mm. You don't know. It never really works out that well. Um, let me think. Prince Planet. Prince Planet. I think they did that. It was dreadful. <laughs> no, maybe they didn't. Maybe it was just like a series of sketches that Saturday Night Live or something did. Um, I'd like to see. Oh, I was going to say they've done that. Uh, Inspector Gadget. They did that. It was crap. Did they do Astro Boy? Oh no, that was they did animate. That should be it'd be interesting live yeah. action, wouldn't it? Have like a CGI Astro Boy. They did a CGI, like proper CGI. But if you do like a mm. hybrid. You've got Astro Boy as maybe, or maybe he doesn't even need to be a CGI character, Probably just not. live action, full yeah. stop. Was he a robot? Um, yeah, I think he was. So maybe he does need to be a CGI character. But you can have him in the real world. Yeah. It's interesting. Because I can't, I really can't. Like, I'm struggling to think. Like, all these live action adaptations of animations are just awful. Flintstones, yeah. which is. Flintstones is a good Simpsons. Jeez, no, <laughs> no, please. Family Guy would be interesting because oh, yeah, yeah. that's the least Marching. kind of. Well, yeah, I think if that, <laughs> I think that's kind of a, the least sort of out there, like in terms of like design and stuff. I think that's the one thing that might translate to yeah. live action a bit better. Yeah. You think of stuff they've done like the Flintstones or Josie and the Pussycats or Dick, um, what's his name, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. They just never work. No. Family Guy. I think it would be dread. I think it would be dreadful, but it would be interesting. <laughs> maybe that's the one thing. It's just the one thing in my head that I'm like, yeah, maybe it can translate. Mm. If you got Seth MacFarlane behind it, there you go. Family yeah, Guy maybe. and Astro Boy. Mm. <laughs> Next, Frank's Films. Hey, Frankie. What's the what's the what's with the lack of four? Let me start that again, sorry. What's with the lack of 4K Blu-ray releases in Australia at the moment? There seems to be a ton more being released in the US and the UK. 
For example, Scott, Pil- Scott Pilgrim 4K and the newly released Harry Potter uh, Magical Edition 4K. Is JB reducing their movie footprint? Um, yeah, I don't. I just I don't think 4K is a big seller here. Um, I remember speaking to one of my contacts at one of the um, studio home media arms. And the amount of 4Ks that they were ordering in for specific, for like back catalogue stuff was minuscule. Mm. Uh, like they told me um, particular uh, catalogue titles, they would order just very few. A lot of them were selling out really quickly and they did like second runs of them. Uh, but they just, I, that tells me that the 4K doesn't sell very well mm. here, uh, particularly I think when it comes to catalogue stuff. Right. Uh, because this distributor particularly uh, is constantly having to do second or third runs and sometimes they just tell me, yeah, this has gone out of print now and we're not going to do another run. Mm. Uh, so I just think they just there's not, there's not a market for it. There's such a small market for Blu-ray. People didn't catch up on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's true. People are, more people are still buying DVD. Well, I remember, I remember um, when Blu-ray first started. People thinking, "Oh, what's you know?" There's no difference between that and the, that and the people still think DVD. that. People still think that. But it's the way you have your system set up, cabling and all that sort of stuff well, that makes the big difference. Well, yeah, there's that. But people are also just like, yeah. Oh, it's pain. <laughs> oh, I just took a big drink of my soft drink, my, my Coca Cola. And a big gulp of air went down with it. Oh, you're a big burp coming then. Oh, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, it's painful though. It's gone now. And that, I suppose that's where that's where someone like uh, so, you know, like Random Space Media come in. Well, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they they, they get into they do the stuff producing all that sort of stuff. That the yeah exactly yeah. The studios don't. So I've been saying for a long time, the future of physical media, particularly when we talk about back catalogue stuff, is these. Um, uh, these uh, independent distributors who are doing stuff. Mm. Um, of course, you've got Indicative Umbrella, you've got um, Shock, um, sorry, Viavision, et cetera, et cetera. They've been doing a lot of catalogue stuff. But then you've got Random Space Media who's actually teamed with the studio departments yep. to put together releases of popular movies mm-hmm. uh, with the, with, particularly with the studios to get this stuff out there. Yep. So keep an eye on Random Space Media. I know for a fact they have a lot of 3D stuff coming out and they've got a lot of 4K stuff coming out that people are going to be very, very excited about. A lot of these, like what you're talking about here, um, Frank, where you're talking about stuff like Scott Pilgrim and Harry Potter that didn't get that release here but got the release over there. I'm not saying Random Space Media are going to release these, but that's the kind of place you're going to have to be looking to get this stuff now because studio arms just don't see the... The point in doing it because people aren't buying well, it. Well, uh, probably that in streaming as well. Well, that's what's killed it. That's what's killed it. it. Exactly right. And people have got them everything on Blu-ray or DVD, and yeah. it's like, why do I need the 4K? Like recently, I bought the 4Ks of Beverly Hills Cop and Coming to America, mm. uh, which apparently looked gorgeous because I was shot on film and they've been rescanned in 4K. So for someone like me, like that's great. It's going to look really filmic. Most people don't care. Mm. They've got the it's DVD true. or the Blu-ray of Coming to America. There's been a lot that I haven't upgraded to 4K. Yeah, Mate, you really buy 4K stuff. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. Particularly if I've already got the title. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's where that's at. Uh, another quick one uh, yeah. from Zach. Oh, Zach. Oh, sorry. Also, I was going to say we don't have a 4K printing printing 
uh, press here in Australia. Oh, really? So everything's that's, imported. Okay. Uh, that's so, a huge part of it. Yeah. Too. So we import all the stuff, all the discs from usually, I think maybe from the UK, all the mm. discs come over. So they have to put in like an order with right, that plant okay. over there, yeah. Okay, another question from Zach Zilla. Yeah. What is your favourite childhood film? Mine would have to be The Wizard of Oz, yeah. which remains my favourite film of all time. Uh, but then stuff like Adam Sandler movies, Mrs. Doubtfire, anything with Robin Williams, Adam Sandler, mm. Steven Spielberg, E.T., Hook, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's probably my favourite. What about you, the son Keen? I couldn't. I couldn't. No, I couldn't name anything. Really? No movies you loved as a kid? Um, not really. Mm. No. You were just like your cartoons, your TV shows. Yeah, they just, just you know, had a short attention span, yeah. I suppose, and just watched cartoons or... Always outside. I was, I was always, always playing muck. sport and always, yeah. you know, rolling in the mud and yeah. skateboarding and riding yeah. bikes and all that sort of shit, you know. So I didn't really have a lot of time to be sitting around watching films. There you go, different time. Last question, Callum yeah. Ratton. Do you think all the new, all the new Looney Tunes content, Looney Tunes contents, but... <laughs> yeah. What have you got? What have you got there? Do you think all the new Looney Tunes content? I think he means like Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh, okay, cartoons, Space Jam two, etc. Yeah, make the make making the characters more popular with kids, or do you think it's mainly nostalgic adults watching them? I think uh, I don't think it's a bit of both, but I do feel like it is kind of the older crowd who's more drifting towards the Looney Tunes stuff now. Mm. They're doing a series called Bugs Bunny Builders, which is like a preschool program with Bugs Bunny and team. And I feel like that's probably their way of trying to get the, new generation in. Yeah, get the the kids because you don't without doing stuff like that. You don't these characters don't stay alive with the new generations. You mm. know, you have to have this kind of whether it's preschool programs or just programs for younger kids. They don't like what kid who. I think that's just a tough thing. Like Disney does it really well because Mickey Mouse is always in pre yeah. pre pre school programs. Mm. You get the kids at the young age, but Looney Tunes they don't haven't seemed to be doing this with Looney Tunes stuff like Space Jam. Like if you don't know who Bugs Bunny is, you're not going to go see Space Jam. That's very much geared towards yeah, like people of my generation who saw the original one in the cinema, yep. and then maybe take the kid along to see it. Yeah, um, and hope that that that'll get yeah. the kids. That's the old. Like I always say, the McDonald's philosophy: get yeah, get yeah. kids when they're young, and you've got them for life. Well, that's why that's that's why they're doing the the babies, the baby stuff, yeah, the yeah. Bugs Bunny builders, etc. So there you go. That's all the questions, yes. isn't it? And I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping I'm on the right the right soundboard here. Yeah, you got to. Yep. Oh, no, you're right. Go on. No, no, we're gonna say. And we'll got to work out something about your uh, celebration, hundred thousand k. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do like a live stream. I gotta figure it out. It's just been swamped these last yeah. two weeks. I was gonna do it this weekend. I was gonna do it last weekend, and then I was just I couldn't sort it out. And this weekend I was gonna do it, but um, I've got those interviews tomorrow yeah. morning at four a.m. No, so it'll be next week. The week after. Probably yeah. in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, probably next we'll week. We'll have to do something for the patrons too. Yeah, we'll need to do something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that is all we have time for in this show. Podcast goes out every single Monday on all the podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and Audible. Anywhere else you listen to podcasts, it's there as well. The video, the video element is available on YouTube, which goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters. So if you want to head over to patreon.com forward slash Under. Sell it for as little as a dollar a month and get you a two-day early access. That's damn cheap, though. Very cheap, Very man. cheap. Very cheap. Don't forget the podcasts are on a separate channel, so if you're watching right now, you're there. Hit that subscribe button down below. If you're not watching there, head over there and hit some... It's just like a click away. There's a link down below. Click through, hit subscribe. Just do it, man. Help or, get us over 1,000 subs. 
Yes, you can give me over a thousand over there. It can't be that hard. Come on. Uh, you can find me over on Dave Lee. Sorry, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Dananda, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, links in the description of every podcast, of course. Uh, if you want to write an email on the show, you can shoot an email to daveleepod at gmail.com. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. And the only good ones. They only the good ones because they help. The good ones help. The bad ones are shit. Yeah, the bad ones are shit. Don't like them. Now, okay, this week on YouTube, this is the YouTube preview. Uh, last week, nothing big. Cartoon news. There's a bunch of cartoon news about the Mario uh, voice casting. Uh, the Amazing World of Gumball is coming back. Animated program. Rugrats is back for season two. That's the CGI thing. Um, as well as a Halloween special. So I've done all news on that. I did a review for the Cruella 4K Blu-ray. Uh, this week, you will have the next Evolution video. I'm working hard on finishing the edit. I'm working so hard, and I'm going to have it done. I was hoping by Tuesday, but I think it's looking more likely Thursday. So the last day of the month, it's going to be up again. Have you announced it? Haven't, but I guess I can maybe give a little, just a little, little, little yeah, soft announcement right here. We're not doing a cartoon evolution this month. I've been saying this. We're going to do just a uh, pop culture evolution this month. I'm preparing for the video to absolutely flop like the last pop culture evolution did, but I want to keep at this series. And I'm really happy with the work I'm doing on this one. I am going to be spotlighting a character who's very relevant at the moment because he's got his 25th movie coming out at the end of the month. And that is, of course, Bond. James Bond. 007. 007. So we're going to be covering James Bond, the entire history from novels to comics to screen. So there's an exclusive for you three people that are listening. Yeah, exactly right. There you go. You love it. I will have like a little announcement video go up this week too for everyone else. But there you go. So the James Bond Evolution video will be up this week. Podcast goes out I'm looking forward to seeing that actually. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting. I haven't seen any of it. No, you haven't. Nope, nothing. I'm not the biggest... You're not. You're definitely not a James Bond fan at no, all. No, no, no. I'm not the been. biggest James Bond fan, but I've come out of this... I've watched all the movies, and I've watched all the all the making ofs years ago. Um, so it's all, it's all in there. So it's been fairly easy for me to write. But I have, like, a huge appreciation for the movies, and particularly the actors that have portrayed the characters over the years. Mm, Once mm. you start breaking it all down, it's really interesting, I think... You guys should be interested. Hopefully, awesome. hopefully we get some good views on that one. Yeah. Uh, at that though, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one, which is out next week, of course. Until then, take it easy. Stay safe. Take it easy. Thanks, old mate Rick, for joining me again. Stay safe. So stay at home. Yes. Take it easy. Don't go rioting. See you guys. Stop the riots. Stop them and get back. Yep. See you later. Oh no! What have you done? <laughs> oh no! Almost hung himself with the microphones. See you later, guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs>